What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. I had on the program making his return to the program, coming off of an amazing 2021 Raw Nationals, Joey Flex. He and his team and his athletes had a very, very good showing of 2021 Raw Nationals. He has done it before. I think it's like his fifth time running, winning best team at Raw Nationals. And it's great to have him on the program, especially after a meet like this, because He's involved in pretty much every single major storyline or any major battle that's happening within Raw Nationals because of how many athletes he coaches that are elite and who are at the top of the weight class. So it's almost like a recap because really almost every single weight class, he's got an athlete who's battling for a top spot. Uh, of course, talk about the 83s where he very nearly had a flex podium. Sorry, I ruined that for you. But... Start with Russ, Delaney, John Gruden, then in 93s, possibly, actually, really the best battle of Raw Nationals with Keiko and Gavin. Interesting coaching dynamic there with that. Talk about the 105s a little bit, because Mikey D wasn't able to compete at this meet due to injury. 120s with Isaac Whistler, the Super Heavies with Jesus Oliveras. Also, supporting cast as well, because he had another lifter in the 93s, Cam Smith, who was able to podium, and... Talk about his female lifters as well. Amanda Lawrence, best female lifter. Tina Tornado got second. So really interesting conversation with Joey. Every single time he comes on, we have a good time. And um, it's almost like our second recap, really, because he takes us in deep with the dynamic of coaching in this massive, massive meet and actually being the best. And there's no doubt about it right now that he has the best team. But before we get into that interview, got to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, Go to leftlarbros.com and get yourself some merchandise. They have the best merchandise in powerlifting. I see more and more people wearing Left Lar Bros merchandise. And you know what? It's all different designs too. And I love that they have different designs and they stay fresh and they stay new. They keep up to date and they make lifters look good outside the gym, inside the gym, and on the platform as well. I saw it at Raw Nationals. I see it at certain levels. And I even saw it at Daytona Beach, people walking around with Left Flare Bros merchandise. Use promo code 2WL15 to get yourself some Left Flare Bros merchandise with a little bit of money saved in your pocket as well. And make sure you're following them on Instagram because you will not be disappointed and you will stay up to date with whatever they drop. And I'm telling you, it's getting better and better. I guarantee it. Every single time they have a drop is going to be better than their last one. And that is why I love Leflar Bros. Also, another reason why I love Leflar Bros, they have two white lights merchandise on LeflarBros.com as well. So if you use that promo code 2 15 for Leflar Bros merchandise, you better get yourself some two white lights merchandise as well because we got our designs as well that are really, really amazing. I love how they look and I know we've gotten great feedback from them. So remember... 2WL15 for Left Flare Bros merchandise and 2 White Lights merchandise only on leftflarebros.com. Also, go to rivalus.net and get yourself some rival nutrition. The name might have changed, the logo might have changed, but they have the best supplements out there and informed choice supplements as well. They got that green check mark. That means no banned substances, and that is important for you for these USAPL listeners that we have. Don't want it to pop a drug test. Use promo code ANGELO20 at checkout to save yourself some money on Rivalus Supplements. Use that promo code, get yourself some informed choice pre-workout protein powders, branching amino acids, you name it. 
Rival Nutrition has got you covered. Also, make sure you are on lift.net. Get yourself some Stoic gear. We use promo code Angelo10 to save yourself some money. Stoic gear is what I wear in the gym and on the platform, and the only reason why I wear it is because it is the best. And really, the knee sleeves on Stoic has probably gotten the best reviews I've ever seen from powerlifters. It provides the best support, but also it's affordable as well, and it could be more affordable if you use that promo code Angelo10. And while you're at it, get to single and wrist wraps as well because I love them. As, I love those as well as the knee sleeves. So make sure you use that promo code Angelo10 and get yourself some stoic gear on lift.net. Also, make sure you are on Notorious Lift Instagram page. Sign up for that newsletter and make sure you are keeping up to date with the drops. They are making more and more drops. That means you're going to have to be aware of those drops because remember, you can't go on Notorious Lift and buy whatever you want at all times. It doesn't work that way. If you see a colorway that you like, I apparently have been saying colorways this entire time, making me feel like an idiot, but colorways that you like, someone else is probably going to like it too, and they are probably going to buy your size before you do if you are late. Remember to sign up for the newsletter, get on those drops quick, and don't miss out on No Slip Drip, Notorious Lift Slippers, best deadlift, deadlift slippers on the market, great performance, but also it makes you look good as well, and that's also important as well. Deion Sanders, look good, feel good, feel good, play good, and Notorious Lift is going to help you do that. And remember, of course, to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify as well, and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and leave a review. Those help Two White Lights a whole lot. And without further ado, here it is. And as promised, I got with me, what, what, what's the title here? Best team, best coach for 2021? I mean, you can Raw say I can't say all that. Um, well, that's the introduction I, there, man. That you I mean, reign supreme at 2021 Raw Nationals and uh, a job well know, done. I don't want to gas myself up, but it's oh, like you love I, it. <laughs> when I came home, when I came home, nah, it's just I. When I came home, I'll tell I'll tell you about. I'll, I'll do a quick summary. But when I came home, you know, everybody in the gym was like congratulating me and stuff, and and it, I, I and I told one of them, I was like, "You forget that we've done this like five times." Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, so so for me, even though we got out, you know, we got out with the win, I was I was like, man, I need like we could have done better here. Like this wasn't perfect like if if ray shows up we need to be able to hold that like you know even with amanda if someone can challenge her we need to fix some things so um in retrospect there were like just some uh some things i don't want to say like i'm i don't want to say like oh i felt like very fortunate that things played out in my favor but i think that when you because then it's out of my hands right but when you put in the work and you build so much that even when you have a performance that's maybe not where you wanted to be at, um, it's going to be good enough to come out on top despite performing a little bit uh, under, you know, your standards. And um, 
just the way some of the things in the meet played out, I felt like I had so much like buildup and then this balloon was just popped and then it was just kind of handed. It wasn't like handed to me, but it was like, I was ready. I was ready for like war. And then I just like it, you know, I really, there was only one matchup where I really had to like, you know, where, where all that preparation really got put to the test. So, yeah. um, well, well, I'll say this about it. Like, cause uh, from 2019 Raw Nationals, our first interview that we did, I talked about some of the criticisms you got actually through winning. Like, it's always a weird thing, but you did come under fire a little bit from 2019 Raw Nationals, and you still won. And all your lifters still won. But this one, you left no shot of a doubt of your lifters performing on meet day, and you had the same thing, but also just none of the same. Like, Russ, you know, with his depth, he's got issues. Some of the other athletes, you know, maybe underperforming. Everyone showed out, and they kind of... I mean, as far as, like, a redemption goes, even though you're in this situation to constantly win, there's still redemption there as far as, like, yeah, we shut up a lot of people from 2019 Raw Nationals, and... I think most of that's coming from how Russ did in 2019 with his depth, but people forget that what I was so proud of what I did with Mikey that meet, coming in second, yeah. beating Ashton. I had to coach my ass off for that one. Um, Keiko performed flawlessly. Amanda performed flawlessly. You know, there were, there were definitely like some performances at 2019 that were amazing and, and like on point and, but everybody just focuses on the rust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, so I can, I can get it if they want to talk about that, but it's like, you know, they forget about 2018. They forget then, about 2017. Well, forget of course there's a recency bias yeah. in powerlifting and I think actually all sports, but powerlifting is sports, definitely yeah. one of them because yeah. we just talked about in the recap and I was actually with the coach client confidential I did with Joe Stanek uh, just recently, like, you know, what it's going to happen is people have, you know, their one, twos and threes in the 83s, right? And then... And that's going to be up until Noriega competes again and puts together a total that's up there with Delaney and Russ. Mm-hmm. So then it's going to turn into the Russ, Delaney, Noriega thing. And they're like, oh, Angelo's got to compete again. But like, motherfucker, two months ago, you guys are probably saying that's like, oh, I think this guy could win. But now it's like if someone else has a competition, you know, people move it. So there's a big recency bias in powerlifting, but also not to mention... You're supporting cast too. So we talk about your champions, but also Delaney Wallace, one of my favorite lifters that you coach. Delaney Wallace not winning, but good lord, 820 kilos, 1,800 pound total, gets second, does everything he was going to do. I mean, I've, I've been one of Delaney's biggest supporters in powerlifting, like kind of always gassing up on two white lights. Not surprising me, but surprising everyone else in the process. But yeah, he had that, and then you had, you know, John Gruden return to the platform, battle out, battle out for 83s, and also, you know, you got uh, Cam going in third in 93s, so the supporting cast was definitely there, so you, you yeah. had, like, your Mikey D's in other weight classes for mm-hmm. this Nationals. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm still like a little bit sad about Gruden's third poll. I thought it was good. Why? What me, happened? I, um, I don't know. They said it. They said it was uh, up and down. But um, I saw it from the from the back. Uh, I didn't see his shoulders come forward, so I thought it was a good lift. And he got two to 
one was just like, I was like, what's crazy is that I had a wipe from the middle. And usually the, the middle is the one, you know, that's going to call that. Um, so he didn't get that. And that ended up, I mean, that then you would have had to have pulled like a little bit more. Also on his bench, we jumped five. I, it was like, it was so close of a miss. It was the closest miss ever. Yeah, it was like, I Ryan, thought, he's literally locked out. I didn't know. I, dude, uh, I had to watch the highlights because I didn't, I didn't see shit from any. The only lifts yeah. I watched that day was Russ's two squats, Jamar's squat, and that's it. Um, I was fucking like, I'm not even looking at it because it doesn't even matter to me. Yeah. Joe's got that shit handled for me. That's I'm a good way. That's a good way to do it. And you don't want. I actually don't want lifters looking at that if it's going to affect them. Yeah, I was just. Um, I mean, I had to watch Russ's squat. Like, okay, everyone's tense always for Russ's squat. Then when he blew it yeah. up, I see Vince Carter the entire warm up room. I like turn around on his opener. <laughs> and I just went. It's over. I'm like, pack it up, go home. And especially on the third squat, I'm like, it's done. Because once I saw the opening squat, I'm like, he buried it. It was fast. It was good. If he goes three for three, there's a high chance he's going nine for nine here. I'm like, wrap it up. Let's go home. But, uh, but yeah, Gruden, I didn't see his – until recently I watched the highlights of his bench. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest, though, with his third deadlift, I, re- I read it where I was standing. And I, there's I, an obvious I bias there. there. Backside, so I there there's an obvious my... bias with me, uh, of course. Yeah, but I no looked worries, at no it worries. and I um, saw – I'm like – I would probably red light that, and I didn't know until afterwards, until Hack made that meme that I ruined the flex podium. I <laughs> I had to be told I had to be told uh, who I beat because I just yeah, didn't. I thought I'm like yeah, because I was like I'm like wait, we took third, right? And Joe's like yeah, I'm like who'd we beat? Because I was like, is it Jamar? Is it Deuce? Is it is it Delaney? I'm like who the, didn't register to me that Sean. I just up until who, bench, who I didn't even know Sean uh, pulled that token. Do you know who got fifth? For the 83s? Wait. Jamar got fourth, right? Uh, no, uh, Jamar. Royster. Jamar got fourth, third, fifth? Okay. Yeah, because Gruden got fourth. All right, so um, all right, uh, so I guess we'll just go Yeah, through, let's start with the 83s. I'm going to talk like, my perspective. One. Yeah, really quickly, I want to give a shout to Kenneth Imperial, who took fourth place in the 59s. Um Young young dude, he always does a backflip. Literally after his uh, after his after his third pull, good he, kid too, man. It was, it was like nice talking to him. He made me feel very nice because he's like, it was an honor being mentioned on two white lights. I'm like, dude, you're a good lifter, you know. Oh, and uh, do it fi- again. <laughs> well, yeah, with, with, I know, that's what I told him. Like straight out to his face, I'm like, you're a good lifter, man. You deserve to be mentioned on two white lights. So yeah, so he he did he took fourth place, which actually scored points for the team, which is nice. Um, uh, I had a guy, Trevor Woodman, who's not going to be 74 anymore, but he competed 74. The guy's an 83. He was absolutely shredded coming in. Probably could have done a bodybuilding show. But I just want to shout those two guys out. But, yeah, I guess we'll go into the 83s. So, um, coming into this meet, I did a lot of preparation before. I went to the prior two nationals, teen and junior, just to get practice, just to sharpen the blade, get used to the, you know, the process. Um getting that competition standard just re-burned in my brain because obviously we had COVID, everything was shut down, we couldn't, um, there were no meets. I didn't get to go out and coach for such a long time. I wanted to get as much experience as I could in a short amount of time. I also did two local meets here in California just to kind of warm me up. Uh, that was the the first meet of which um, Keiko competed at and the second meet of which Mikey did very well, but he ended up getting injured at. Mm-hmm. which I mean, I'll, I'll talk about that when we get to the one of fives, but so, I, so me personally, I'm putting a lot of preparation on myself. Um, coming into this meet, I thought a lot of lifters would be nervous because, you know, we hadn't competed in such a long time. And when you build up so much strength, but you don't actually like portray it, um, 
you know, it's, it's like, you, you might get a little bit nervous. You want it, you want it so bad. You don't want to mess up and, um, you know, you, you might screw up. So I, I thought about that. I knew that I tried to mentally prepare my guys as much as I possibly could. Um, Russ was very good about it because I mean, he's a world champion. He's been, he's won nationals many times before. Um, Delaney, I could feel a little bit of nerves. Gruden's a gamer. Um, I wasn't really too worried about him, but he Gruden's very like he's not on social media, so he doesn't know anything that's going on. He doesn't know like what people are saying or anything like that. Um, but Delaney had really really good preparation. Um, he actually came out to Zoo a little bit before the meet, just like by coincidence, or I think he was like I don't know he was visiting someone, and I got to see him at Zoo, and we talked a little bit. Mm-hmm. He also works with Berto, Berto Nunez, um, and he's really good with mentals and stuff like that. So Delaney, just like through through preparation, um, just started to build that confidence. Um, coming into the meet, you know, I just want to, like, I want to get this out of the way in the beginning. Um, so obviously the conversation coming into 83s was Sean versus Russ, right? Sean had competed uh, and put up some – you would know what totals he put up, 825? 8, 825 back-to-backs. Okay, 825 back-to-backs with, like, different numbers, I believe, at both. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, all to- yeah, all ended up totaling uh, to 825. Yeah, so, um, and and when you see that and you think, well, what does he need to do, you know, what does he need to do to, like, get up into the 840s, or 850s, right? Like, what does he need to do to potentially win? And you think about his lifts and things like that, and you're like, well, um, you know, if he can put together a big bench on the platform that can help bridge the gap on squat. And Russ had not posted a lot of pulls, so I could see why the community felt um, that, you know, Russ just has no pull and that Sean's going to outpull him and he can bridge the gap and come out, you know, chip it on top. So I understand when people think that, but people are not, you know, they're not seeing things from my perspective. They don't know what I know and things like that. And I think when you guys saw that 750 deadlift, you guys were like, oh, okay, <laughs> we got to, we got to, there's that. So um, if Russ, if we get it, if we, so initially coming into the meet, I felt like if we're up by like five kilos, I'm pretty sure we can lock it up. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're up by five to seven kilos, I'm pretty sure we'll, we can lock it up. Assuming Sean goes six for six, which he would have to do, which is not an easy task at a big meet. If you look at his big meets historically, um, it's difficult for him to do that. Now he did squat 650 with me at, under me at the Arnold in 2019. He did do that. Okay. And I, and I just assumed he, like, I just, you know, when I'm preparing, I'm like, all right, well, let's say he just does that again. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that. And I don't even think he should attempt that because of depth reasons, but let's say he did, let's say he got 640. Let's say he could bench 501. Now he told me his goal was 640, 501, 750. I don't know if based on everything I've seen that 501, like as soon as we found out it was ERX, the 501 probably goes out the window, right? Yeah. Like I just don't I, know. I knocked, I, just, him, I knocked him down five keys, I think. At least. Yeah. So, so I just don't know. Uh, dude, I can't, I was looking at some of the start commands and I can't, if you go to Russ's video, it's a great angle from, we call it the Keiko angle, like from the top end. Yeah. Right. And you can see that they give them the handout and you can count one, two, three, for start i kid you not i kid you not and when i was out there i'm thinking to myself why is this taking so long there it was it was the side judges with their arms up and they're kind of like checking everything they're looking at the butt they're looking at the you know the 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 feet they're waiting for things to stop moving um and then the and then the ref is being you know he's checking himself and then he's looking at the left he's looking at the right so a lot of things need to happen you know before you can get that start command and 
I, it just takes so much off of your bench if you don't train like that. And and what happens is you can start to train. And even if you're if it's pretty dang solid for training, but you're not doing it exactly like you're going to get it a meet day, you're going to have this unrealistic expectation. I mean, you know, you got to just train for the hardest thing. I don't know if you guys saw some of Keiko's training, but I was having him do, you know, we were throwing in pauses in, in, in the middle of reps. We we're doing pauses on singles. We we're just like everything mm-hmm. was just insanely controlled so um it's either your your setup isn't strong enough to maintain you know to pause long enough to get all the commands to to use your maximal strength right because you're lacking there or um you know so you need to bring up your setup or you know you actually aren't that strong as strong as you think um because you're training with, you know, a little bit lax, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you're just kind of doing like quick, quick hits and things like that. So, yeah. but anyway, the 501, I think it was a little bit of a reach for a planned third, um, you know, but I did, I still went into it thinking like, Hey man, like even if he doesn't get that any benches, uh, I thought he was going to bench 218 because that's what he attempted at one of his meets, but he ended up missing. I think it was a record or it was a chip. It was 218. He attempted it. And I, I'm pretty sure he missed it. Barely, barely, barely missed it. Um, so I so like just letting everybody know I respected what Sean's abilities. I didn't just completely say he's screwed, but I felt very confident that I could execute. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I very very confident that I could execute with Russ because I I had Russ move his belt up. We moved his belt up, and that made that opened up like a whole another inch of depth, and that allowed him to just squat more freely and just more control. Just boom, down and up. No issues at all with depth. And I felt so confident and I was so excited to show everybody like what we had worked on. We literally just drilled depth. He sent me side views, front views, everything. We just made sure that depth was like, I told him we need to be undeniable. We need to be, you know, we need to be like, like at world's We can't have any issues there. Mm-hmm. If we get three squats, we're balling right now. We're going to be, you know, we're, we're good to go. If we miss a third squat, now we've got a problem. Now, now, you know, um, now we're gonna have issues. In the actual meet, when Russ hit his third squat, I was genuinely like ecstatic. I I I remember like going, "Oh my god!" Like screaming it out. It was it was like he could have gone up again. If we had a fourth attempt, he could have gone up again. It was so good. It was so refined and perfect, and it just felt like we had been working on this thing for so long, and to finally just do it. And like it, like you said, erase 2019 nationals and all that disaster and everything. I just blow that out of the water. You know, it just was such a good feeling to think that. And now at this time, I don't know that Sean's going to take a token lift, right? I don't know that. So I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm just like, all right, let's go. Let's hit three benches. Let's see what he benches, da-da-da. Um, you know, Delaney does his thing. Gruden does his thing. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, those guys are battling each other. I got to call them as objective as possible. Russ is ahead, obviously. Sean is his main threat, you know. Yeah. Um, Jamar getting his third squat was crazy because yeah. of how he missed and how like it all played out. Yeah. And I know he'd been trying for so long to hit that. And then to finally do it like years later is like great. Like I was, I, I told uh, Mark or Marcellus, I don't even know if he remembers this, but I was like, um, something about like, thank you for putting a little bit of sense of urgency on that third squat for us because I was literally just like, brother if he doesn't you know what i mean like if he doesn't get this then it's just like we just get it we just get it so um you know it was a nice little squat thingy there um so shout to him but uh 
coming in a bench. I knew that was where Sean could try to gain ground. Now, um, so I don't even remember what he benched. Was it like two ten or two hundred five? Or I believe so. I believe it was two fifteen or something, something like that. I so it was yeah, I'm not really too sure what he benched, but I just knew like. You know, with Russ, I just wanted to be safe, hit three benches. We could have probably done five more pounds, but right away I knew um, I knew that, like, the way they were calling bench, I just need to rack up as many kilos as we can, even if it's small jumps. We're up by so much. If we can jump with, you know, Sean, like, it just kind of negates everything that he can do to try to gain on us. Yeah. Um, and then coming into deadlift, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for, you know, ready for a little fight, ready to see what he could try to pull. I was like, man, can he try to pull 760? Can he pull 770? Like, I don't know. Uh, Tina said Sean bench 210. But, um, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, you know, all right, like, it's time for, it's time for, uh, and, and, and to Sean's credit, benching 210 with those calls, that's a great bench. That's a really good bench. You know what I'm saying? That, that 210 is a great bench. So I know, I know he can probably do more um, under different circumstances, but, you know, it, it, he'll, he'll probably get there. So coming into deadlift, I'm still thinking, all right, like if he can pull seven, it, it, I don't even want him to have the opportunity to try to pull 760 because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah. would not want to put it in his hands at all. Right. Um, and then I was thinking about like what I would do with Russ, you know, in that situation and I'm ready to go. I'm fired up, man. It's like, all right, let's close this out. Let's put this away. Let's shut everybody up. And then he puts in a token deadlift and yeah. I just, I, he walks by me and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, he goes, I got hurt. And I'm just like, I hate you. And he goes, I hate me too. And then he goes out there and he pulls it. And now like, I am, I was like disappointed. I felt left down, let down. I felt like, I, I felt like, no, like this is not fair. You can't do this to me. You did all, you guys made this such a fucking thing. And then to come in like this and to drop it down to a fucking token deadlift, that's not what I signed. I wanted a fight. I wanted you to at least try to pull seven whatever billion for the win. Like, I just did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him say that this would show immense growth. I wanted to see him say, you know what? Fuck it. I can't, I can't, I can't reach it. I'm going to settle for second or third and I'm going to lock in a decent second or third. I would have been like, I am, I am so proud of you. I would be like, I'm so proud of you for doing that, man. Like, you know, that is like, that shows me, that shows me a Sean that like years back when I worked with them, he'd be like, Nope, fuck it. I'm sending it going for the win. It's win or nothing. So, and I think it would have been, it would have, you know, he would have, he would have, it would have just been better if that was possible. Now, you know, he said he got hurt. Um, there's like, everybody was like talking about that and they're asking me like, Oh, do you think it was real? Whatever this and that. And, um, I mean, I know him and logically speaking, it makes sense for him to go for, it is infinitely better if he goes for second or third than to say, I got an injury. Yeah. I can't, I can't well, think. Here's, here's what happened in the warm up room. Uh, Steve Denovi is a co-host of the show. He tried mm-hmm. four plates twice and it didn't move. It just didn't move. Yeah, yeah. it was. Eight, my my friend Aiden said the same thing. He's like, it didn't budge off the floor, and it was kind. It was just like shit. Um, could you yeah, readjust so, the opener? Because really, like, like in all honesty, he like I could have pulled three hundred kilos, and I wouldn't have even. I mean, fucking, you're you're risking a hamstring injury to finish eighth. Like, and I think yeah, really I mean, Sean in his mind is like was. is like um, I think uh, I don't think I don't think he could have. 
I don't think he could have locked in second with what he had. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that at the time. I'm just going like live react, like yeah. my live. Well, no, for sure, I... with me too. I had no dude because I got, I didn't even know he took a token deadlift. Like I was so fucking, I lost on things. I knew he hurt himself a bit because when I saw him take 280 again, I was like, uh, "You ain't beating Russ at the 280 squat." So yeah, when I so saw him take 280, I'm like, mm, "Okay, for up by like 100 pounds, up. like, yeah. e- e- like you just can't make that up." So I just, um, I in the moment I was like pissed. But then, like, uh, so then Russ gets a second deadlift, and I'm like, all right, we win. Um, and then, and then I, then at that point, I'm just like, Russ, what do you want? And he's like, 744, and I'm like, all right, well, we're gonna go a little bit less than that, um, mm-hmm. just to kind of lock it up. And I don't know, are you gonna have Russ on? Because he, like, I, I mean, I'll just say it. Like, he, um, he was cramping really bad in his left quad, and I was looking at his, I was looking at his leg. And I was like, why is he flexing his leg right now? You know what I mean? Like, it just looked weird. I was just like, why is he doing this right now? And he kept like, and I, but I didn't say anything because I was just like, oh, he's pretty jacked. So like, I don't know. Maybe he's just fucking, <laughs> maybe he's like, just shit, fucking my fucking leg is it. so goddamn big, man. I gotta um, see it. So, so he said like, and he was, I don't know if you guys saw how he missed his third, which was 738, but he was like vibrating a lot, like crazy. Quaked, and like he quaked a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, usually that doesn't happen as bad. And I have some reasons as to why that did happen. Um, mainly because the way that he was pulling, we didn't do to the very last minute. And I think if he had a little bit more time working it that way, um, it would just be a little bit more fluid, but also we, we can't cramp. We can't have that happen. So I need to, I need to just take a look at his nutrition and figure out what happened as, and, and not let that happen again. But, um, Rim retrospect, I think Russ should have done 733, and then I think he had five, I don't know about seven more on squat, uh, maybe five of some weird number, six, seven kilos because of the record or whatever. I could have loaded that up. But it was a crazy PR. I wanted to get him in there. Anyway, Russ does his thing. It's over. Now I'm looking at Delaney and um, Gruden, and whenever you have that situation, we have two guys going against each other. You want to, I, you know, I told Delaney, I said, if you pull this, you're going to lock up second, and you may, you're going to force – other people to have to go out of their range to try to beat you. Um, you're, you know, you have like, and we're just going based on like lot numbers and stuff. Um, and then if you, if, or you could take a safer pull and like, who knows, maybe they might jump over you. And then he's like, nah, fuck that. I want second. So he went in, he did his thing. Um, I think Gruden had already gone first. If Gruden gets that, I don't know what, like I would have to go back and look like what they would have to do to like figure out who's going to place where, um, and that would have affected your decision probably. Like, I don't even know what you would have done if Gruden gets that. Cause I like, I don't know how much, how, how much more do you feel like you had on pulls? Um, uh, I don't know, man, because my, uh, my glute locked up pretty, pretty good on my second pull. And I told Joe that like, you know, my glute and hip, there's like a little pulling sensation when I lock out, doesn't hurt or anything, but if that's the case, it's going to like fuck with my stability just a bit and my lockout. So just keep that in mind. He's like, okay, whatever the case may be, we're going to put in the third wherever we need to place. It was very similar to Delaney. Like, no matter yeah. what, our goal here from the beginning of the year was to podium at Raw Nationals. Uh, first, the total 800, then the podium at Raw Nationals. So he's like, whatever number you need, I'm putting it in. So it's like it could be. I'm actually really happy for you, man. Like, I'm really, really genuinely, expeditiously happy for you. It's not even the right adjective, but like, I remember coming on here last time. I believe your total was like, uh, I don't even know if it was 800 yet. It might have, no. was it, it, was it was just before you did 800. 
It was before 800. You yeah. didn't do 800 yet. Um, I think it was like top 10. You were like top. Yeah, I was up there. 10. And you like, you put your head. It's like you had an idea of where you wanted to be and the rest. Of, I mean, that's what you got to do. You, it starts with the mind first. And you go, okay, I know I can be up there with the big boys. And then your body follows. You know, you just need enough time. So I'm really happy for you. Um, we didn't execute, you know. Gruden missed the bench. He missed the deadlift. And that allowed that opens the door for others to come in. And we, you know, can't have that. So um, hats off to you and Joe for picking the right number. I'm really proud of Delaney for getting second and coming in as an underdog. People not even talking about him as part of the conversation. And for him to just do everything right, get his weight down, you know, train hard, balance life and things like that. And uh, he had a bit of life stress coming into this meet. Uh, pretty, pretty significant life stress, but he kept it together. And, um, you know, yeah. he, he got it done, uh, you know, and, and I, shout I'd also out to like Russ to point for, out, though, really quick, sorry to interrupt. I'd like to point out nobody had him winning aside from me. I had him winning. You guys hear that? <laughs> that was yeah, I was uh, me and Big Bill McCarthy. Uh, uh, get the lift, there you had go. him too. There you so, go. so I said um, I'm like I picked him third. He's I picked consistent. him third over me. He's he's strong. He's consistent. Um, he listens. He's extremely coachable. Extremely coachable. Like does everything he's supposed to do. So he's great, great dude. And then Russ, of course. Uh, like, what can I say, man? Like, four-time champion. This guy's done it at the highest level. And I and I always would tell him, I was like, dude, you got nine whites at Worlds. Take that with you into this meet and remember that. You've already proven it at the highest level. You're si- this, you are literally just being yourself, man. You got this. And, and I'm telling you right now, guys, I have never seen Russ as, like – on point with his nutrition as on point with everything as i as he was for this meet like it was it was like it was like we stop bodybuilding like everything slows down it is just powerlifting nutrition rest that's it there's no none of that so i was just so proud of him um for putting it together like i said we've been working on this for so long and all these meets get canceled and everything coming up and just put it together at this meet um you know and it, it was just like also i want to say um to everyone that was like making that whole little beef between him and sean or whatever it's like you guys had a, you guys like kept us honest you put us on our toes it was like motivation um you know i understand that it's like sports uh i did have some idiots like say stupid shit to me and like just block, you know, just dumb, dumb kids, just block them. When they say stupid shit, just block them mm-hmm. and uh, keep it moving. Just keep focusing on what you need to focus on. And um, that's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do. Anybody that was like really a fan of the sport, they shouldn't hate Russ. It's like, you, like you shouldn't doubt him. Like after everything he's yeah. done, I think it's like sports teams, like no matter how incredibly amazing the fucking Patriots are or Tom Brady is, everyone's, someone's going to hate them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the Lakers when they were balling, like, it's just, you know, I get it. I understand. So I, I I told myself either people truly genuinely feel like Russ is going to fail or they just want to root against him. In which case I understand that and just say that, you know what I mean? Um, but I would not, like if I had to bet, I wouldn't bet against Russ. Like, why would you bet against That's him? That's exactly what I said it. on some of the recaps like or some of the previews for it. You know, like, you know, my co-host obviously is going to pick Sean. I mean, he'd be a pretty shitty coach if he didn't, right? Like, mm. that would be a pretty terrible move on his part. Um, but obviously he has a faith in his guy. But me, I was like, you know, 
I, I, and if I'm going to be completely honest, I would like Sean to win. He's one of my best friends, like in this sport. Uh, he's been super supportive of me since I started, and you know, I always like to see a new champion. Um, I like to see it. Uh, yeah, I, and I, and I, and as as someone who in the past would just hate you for saying that, I totally respect it, and I. But, that, but then I picked Russ in the end, though. But I'm still like thinking that as just a person. You have like, your, you have your objective, logical mind, and then you have your like my desires. Like, what do I want? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? How would I rather have it? So, um, and I just want everybody to know, going away from this, that I respected Sean's abilities. I coached him longer than anybody else, and I know. You know, and I know what he's capable of if things go how they're supposed to go. Um, actually, in 2018, when I coached him and Russ, I felt that was the best shot that he had to beat him at yeah. that meet. And then, of course, we know how that went. Yeah. Um, um, like, like, like that was that was the that was the meet where if he was gonna do it, that would have been it because mm-hmm. I believe Russ missed a third third squad of that meet barely. Well. Um, I would say possibly 2019 too, with some of the execution on Russ's part as well. Right? I don't even, I don't even remember how that meet ended up. But like, Sean, but, 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 I, I mean, Sean didn't hit his list. Like that's that's what that's happened a, in 2019. And that is the that is the main going theme. into it. I'm like Russ, super heavy favorite. Only way he could lose is if he misses a lot of lifts. And he actually opened the door a little bit for Noriega there, but twenty nine. I think I say this year and twenty eighteen. I think that definitely mean we, we went up anyway. I think, like, yeah. We but still, like, that's the door is a little bit open for you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, uh, I, I respect Sean's abilities, but it's just hard. It's just like you got to execute. Yeah. Um and right. he knows that everything I'm saying, he knows, and he knows he needs to put it together. And um, like, who knows? Maybe in the future there'll be a time where. He gets like six lifts, and we come into deadlifts, and it comes down to the last pull. But uh, you know, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of time between now and the next nationals. Um, so I'm sure things will change. A lot of stuff has to happen, and um, uh, you know, we'll just deal with it when we get back get there again. So I mean, I, I talked to him very extensively um, about everything, and uh, so so now, really quickly to, to wrap that up. I know, I know now, like he explained, uh, I think May 29th, he got hurt. So his hamstring was a little bit of an issue. Yeah. He did a good job with the poker face, not letting anybody know that, not letting me know that. A little bit of an issue coming in, but, um, and I understand, and I told him this, and Sean has to understand this, that of course people are going to say you faked an injury because that is a, that is a route that people that dislike you can easily go you know yeah. what i mean they're they're gonna say that of course they're gonna say but, that i mean we're um, talking about sports you know and like that's actually like the evolution right now of powerlifting like it's it's i mean i guess negative in a sense because we have dumbasses saying things they're like yeah you faked an injury dude but like they say that to other athletes and it's like are, why would they do that in that they're situation? just gonna say it they're but just gonna say at it. the same time but like you, we actually have russ and we actually have russ fans and nori fans i'm like Fucking yes, we have fans in the sport that actually care about things and are going to get into senseless debates with each other about these guys, and that's what I want to see. Like I, I like that's I, yeah, I want to see it, it so bad. I get it. Good, um, good. We have stupid culture. asses going crazy. I actually, I actually had a talk with Mike T about that, and he's like, I don't know if I like it, but we're starting to get this like. It's like when you see like a fighter and you look at the comments and like why they lost. 
Um, and you just, you're going to get every opinion. So what, you know, Sean can't yeah. let, if people say, Hey, he faked it. You got to expect that because now you are not, it's not just, you know, it's not 2015 where nobody knows what powerlifting is. And we're just like doing a little bubble. You know what I mean? It's getting bigger. Now there's a lot of people looking at us. You're going to have people saying all kinds of stuff. What do they say about Russ? People are like, oh, Russ, depth, depth, depth. Yeah. I'm like, these guys are dumb because they obviously we got nine whites at Worlds. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yes, I understand they're going off the last meet, but that's uncharacteristic of him. And, and it's just, yeah. you know, the, the people that dislike Russ are going to go or, or want him to lose are going to go through the route that leads their guy to victory. And the people that don't like Sean are going to go yeah. the, the path that leads Russ to victory and, and how to, you know, discredit Sean's performance, whatever this and that. So it is what it is. Like, you just got to be thick skinned with it. And I mean, obviously, hopefully people respect the lifters, like, and all the shit we go through. But, um, you know, I, I respect Sean's abilities and I know I always like going into the meet, assume he's just going to make his list. I have to assume that because of course. that is the scenario I have to prepare for. I can't prepare for, um, you know, like something that I like, like flipping a coin. You know what I mean? Like just well, assume worst case scenario. What are we going to do then? You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It is, it is what it is. Um, shouts to everyone. Um, but you know, like just objectively speaking um i think russ obviously was a better guy and also you could argue that getting injured is a, is a little bit of your own um like you got to do a better job managing that and he said that to me he said i got hurt that's not me i gotta like i gotta not get hurt like you gotta stay healthy you yep. know you gotta do the best that you can to not get hurt um and you know like if if you look at just that like look at you you know uh, like Sean and weird little injuries. And then you look at Russ, Russ has only had a back thing. And I believe that was 2018 worlds. Um, and since then we haven't had any injuries. Sean's way of training, the way that he has to train to be strong. Um, I mean, it's just like super high frequency because his ROM is so little and, and he's loading his body so frequently and it's very tough to, to kind of balance that. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a strong, Yep. And I'm sure it's going to be more complicated the heavier things get. And the, the there's going to be little things happening here and there. So, uh, you know, I think, like, nobody should hate either of these guys. And, and um, you know, I actually – Sean never said to me that he was going to beat Russ. He mm-hmm. never said that. He just said – Yeah, the, I mean, really, the fans did all the talking. He maybe, said he would out pull him. Maybe a strained Johnny Candido uh, campaign there, which – I talked to him. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, that definitely. I think because here's the thing: because of the way it planned, it, it, it went, it, it unfolded. It just gave Sean a lot more grief because now it, all yeah. these guys That's, are just gonna come come at yeah. him like that when it never needed. That's to what happens. Thing, so. It was it was a strange move. It was a little. I was like, oh, all right. I'm like, uh, Candido usually doesn't, you know, uh, do that. But I'm like, all right, let's see how this plays out. Good content for two white lights, of course. Uh, to really, you know, kind of harp that in. I mean, I <laughs> I think it got people some more followers, but like I, I remember sitting on the couch and I was watching UFC. I think it was just a regular fight night at the special, and I was uh, I was on my phone and everybody sending me Candido's thing, and I was like, and I, I saw it and I messaged Sean and I was like, you know, if you don't win, it's just gonna be more shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And oh. he's like, and he's like, I didn't tell him to do that. Yeah, like, we were like, all confused. I will say that. We we're like, this is bold uh, on Candido. Almost to a point where I thought it was like fake. I thought it was like a fake account. So I'm like, that looks like yeah. so weird as a profile picture. But And I told Sean, like, coming in, I was like, you know, I get it. Um, I told him I don't hate you. 
Uh, I respect what you do. I have too much history with you and Danny. And um, yeah, oh, do your best. Like let's see. Let's I, just I do feel you, best. but it was funny talking to Candido where he was like, "I somehow took the biggest L of Raw Nationals, and I didn't even compete this weekend." I'm like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> I, I, Johnny's like this eternal, timeless thing that just can't go away. Like he's just always there from like the beginning of powerlifting. So he's yeah. Like I don't. It was, it was, I don't really think he can do wrong in the eyes. No, of I know he didn't do any wrong, but it was like. Yeah. He, it's like this one backfired on you as, I, I, as about as bad him, as it could. Props to him for making it right and putting that Russ one because if he, you know what I'm saying, like that that, that made me laugh. Like, that made me laugh just equally as hard as when he made it. That was that was good. That was good. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, that's the 83s. I wanted Sean to bring his best, and he got her, and it was just like, bruh. Yeah, it's gonna you know it's gonna inflate. be it's gonna be ongoing. I th- I, I think the 83s. Um, I have a bias there because I compete in the division. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I think we actually have some players coming up that are, you know, within that top five range, and also some seventy uh, fours moving up. It's like you speaking, know, speaking of, speaking of players coming up, I want to give a shout out to Alex Luckow. He's like, really yes, young. I was about. I actually, this is on me too. I didn't put him as one of my breakout performers of Raw Nationals, but the dude is the best. Uh, one did he have the team total record unofficially? Um, for 83 because sure, him and Aiden Raid are, are like ridiculously good 83s Aiden's moving up to 93 you're looking at a fucking stud in Lucky I call him Lucky Luciano yeah. and Lucky Luciano you're having a stud lifter coming up there um yeah man he's, he's legit he's, he's legit he's, him and Aiden I love I love them as far as team lifters go because they handle it so well being you know you know how team lifters are they're he eh, has the total but he has the total Fantastic. He and he, you know, and he doesn't get on social media and say like I'm all about the smoke. I'm all. He does. He puts his head down. He works. He knows what he needs to do in order to get better in the sport and have longevity. And that's why I love guys like Lucky. I love guys like Aiden. Um, you know, they're mature beyond their years. And you got you got a real good one there in Lucky. I he got he got in this weird situation because it's on me too with the recap. He was just lost. He like he had to compete with the fifty nines, so like no one was really watching. And then when you yeah. learn his age and you learn his lifts, like the kid is legit. And it he doesn't get that cred because he was on a weird you know platform with. Um, I mean, I'm with excited to classes. see his growth. Um, I was actually looking at some of his numbers when he first hit me up, and he only pulled six hundred, and now he pulled seven hundred. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, he's so, he's great. It's been like a year. He's he's fantastic, and again, he's one of those te- those young lifters, which I give a, I give young lifters a lot of shit on two white lights, um, including some of your boys, uh, uh, Weez and his uh, sidekick Grant, but yeah. uh, but uh, he he handles it so well. He handles uh, he handles his um, training very well. So I'm, I'm excited to see, dude. I'm a fan of a lot of your lifters, man. I like I said so many times, I want to beat the you know flex. I want to be eventually like in a team that surpasses you, like everyone else. Doesn't help that I'm like huge fans of like five year lifters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like yeah, I was cheering like on second two. Okay I was. To be, I totally get it. I, yeah. I totally get it. Um, <sighs> What's yeah, up, man? I don't know. Alex is a great kid. Um, I guess we'll roll right into the ninety threes. Yeah, man. We're talking um, about lifters that I love. Talk about Speaking probably lifters, my favorite lifter. Favorite lifter, Jonathan Keiko. Yeah, Jonathan so, Keiko. Oh, let me just pull up uh, pulling up numbers here so we can see how everybody did. 
All right, so um, really quickly coming into the meet, uh, Keiko was like extremely light. I don't understand what was going on, but he's like, he's like, we need to just be more tight when it comes to tracking things because he lost like a bunch of weight. And I remember him being like around 206 um, a week out, which is like very 206, 207 ish, very, very light. That's uh, that's too light. Um, and I was worried that that would affect his squat and bench a little bit. It might have, but uh, his connecting flight, he took a similar flight to me to get there and his first flight was delayed. So his second flight got missed completely. There were no more flights coming into Daytona. So he had to fly to like some random place. Nina's blowing up my phone. She's freaking out. She's like, Joey, I don't know if we're going to make it. That This and that. Um, they end up flying to like Gainesville. Our friend is supposed to pick them up. She can't do it. So now they don't have a ride. They end up getting an Uber. It's like two hours and a half. It costs them 250 bucks. Um, you know, they, they finally get there. His food is all screwed up. His, you know, he's like dehydrated and he's just dead. Um, and then he has, you know, the day before to kind of like, just do, just keep his weight down, I guess. Cause he's already there and, and do the best that he can. And then, uh, he weighed in super light. I think he was like two Oh three something. Um, and then, uh, you know, the boys, I had, I had my pit crew, Mikey, Chris and Will warming him up, uh, for squats when I was out there with, I had Jesus and Isaac opposite of them. So I was like, while I was on the platform with them, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, Keiko and Cam were getting warmed up. And then, you know, I knew with both of them, it's like they have pretty good, squ- they have decent squats, big benchers. And then Keiko's a big deadlifter. Cam's like not, not a bad deadlifter by any means. Um, and I, I thought coming in um, that, uh, like, I remember Burley Bork, I remember, I don't, I don't remember his best total, but it was not, it's not bad. It's like close to 19. Yeah. Um, so I just remember him. But uh, honestly, when there's that, the 93s are deep as heck. And when it's super deep, I'm just like, all right, let's go ahead and get, um, let's get six lifts, uh, really eight lifts. And then we'll see where everybody's at. And then we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of plan it out. So if I can recall the situation, Coming into deadlifts, I just remembered thinking um, Keiko made his third bench. Gavin, who was second, missed a third bench. So we bridged a little bit of the gap from squat to bench, right? Um, Because Gavin squatted more than Keiko. Coming into uh, bench, Keiko benched a good amount more than Gavin. Um, And then going into deadlift, I know Keiko has a big deadlift. And I knew in my mind, I was like, I'm prepared to go as high as 771 because last meet he pulled a super smooth 760. And I was like, all right, if I have to, you know, um, that's his top end. The cut shouldn't be a factor now because it's the end of the meet. We're already hydrated. We're bulked up. Um, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to punch it if I have to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, some people brought this up to me after the fact that they believe that there were some chips that Aiden could have taken on squat, which uh, would have changed what I would have done with Keiko. Um, I believe it was an uh, I think the record is three thirty one and a half, which means Aiden would have had to have gone three thirty two flat. Uh, he ended up going three twenty seven and a half. Yeah. So, you know, that was that was big. Was that? 
was that like 327 four and a half kilos i think so he would have to so so and looking at gavin's third squat i think he might have had four and a half more kilos but i mean like you said uh, before we got on you got to kind of go for it at nationals right like you got to if you're trying to take down john keiko you need all the chips that you can i don't blame them for taking the numbers they took um because you know, if, if if Aiden's never squatted in that range, and you're dealing with strict judging, you don't really, you, you know. But but I did I did notice that the jumps were a little um, a little short, like ten yeah. and seven, as opposed to like fifteen for somebody that's strong and uh, five. Then you jump to fifteen, and then you kind of go from there. Like you see what it is. Like okay, survey the field. Um, maybe they open. You know, maybe they. No, actually, I don't disagree with the opener, but. Um, even if they just jump twelve, um, and then seven, you know, like that might that might give them a, give them a little bit more. But things that we had going for us, John was lighter. Yeah, um, John had a higher lot number, so no matter what game Gavin did, I could see the total and just go for it. And sometimes, sometimes a matchup literally comes down to that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you saw um, collegiate nationals, but Justin Nutt and I forget the other guy's name, but he was a big deadlifter, super big deadlifter. Um, Justin ended up getting the higher lot number. And so the other guy has to like, all right, what's my max where I, but like not to where I would miss, but that, but so then he pulls it and he's got like some in the tank. Right. Yeah. So, so he's like, wow, that's a PR, but I think I had another five, seven keys in me. And then Justin just comes up. He knows the exact number to pull for the win. And anytime you put somebody in a position where Angelo, if you pull this weight, you win. Your gains or your power level is going to increase by triple. <laughs> you are going to do the thing that you want. You've worked so hard to put it in front of you. And that's why I tell people, if you got the last pull, I hate that situation for my guy. Like if I'm, if I'm not the biggest puller and I know the opponent is going to go for it, I dealt with it twice. I dealt with it um, with Gibbs at Worlds against Hack. That was the scariest shit ever, man. I'm just like, oh my God, if he gets it. And you're done. It's like, I'm helpless. I've done everything yeah, I can. You're right. So I've done my job. Now it's completely up to the opposition. If they end up getting it, they get it. But this time we had the last pull. Shout out to Kegel for being a big puller. Uh, I think Gavin did a good job on bench and deadlift of kind of capping out. I'm not really sure how much more he had on deadlifts. I don't know. His, deadlift, um, I thought, deadlifts right there, I thought he was right at the perfect amount. Uh, if, from my understanding, this is what he tells me. He has a bit of a grip issues at times. Uh, grip didn't seem like it was an issue that day. He was killing it on his deadlift. Um, so I thought that was pretty good call there as far as deadlift goes. Where I do know that the competition would be different is that squat. Like that squat could have been big, yeah, especially because so- I just, I feel like, this is kind of a veteran thing with um, him and his coach, like just knowing the records. Because really, if I, I just I'm in that situation of like, um, just blowing up my second squat, which he did. He blew up his second squat, uh, got three white lights on it, and if it moved at that speed and got three white lights, like me, I'm like, okay, let's let's get American record roll here, and just chip it. Like that's it's the great right thing there. about USAPL. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to go two and a half kilos over it. It's a USAPL. I could chip it if I wanted. And you could just meet. go to it, yeah. yeah. So, what, Gavin? If you hear this, like at his next meet, he can target the record. He can make the yeah. record the goal, and then go backwards. You know, so you make it three thirty-two. You don't even need the chip, and then you go back ten. Your second attempt's going to be uh, three twenty-five, 
or even 320, you know what I mean? Um, and then just go, go right there. So, um, he, you know, future reference, he has that. So, I mean, so that, and that would have probably made me pull a little bit more with Keiko. I think we would have had to have got, I mean, I'm not really too sure to do the math. Um, that would have added four and a half to Aiden's total. So he would have been eight forty eight. Is that right? Uh, regardless, that would put us in a shitty position because now we need to pull more than we actually yeah. need. It's like, I can't pull one down. Yeah. I got to pull the 760. I got to pull the 760. So, um, granted, in the future, Keiko's not going to be this light, and I need him to squat. Like, I told him, you can squat 700. It, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. We'll start with 310. We'll start with 390. Or Yeah, and then, and then or, sorry, not 390, 310. Uh, through 12 and a half, stuff like that. But I need him bigger and I want him like 215 on the platform. Like I need him, I need him heavy. Um, same thing with Cam. Um, we'll get to Cam in a minute. And then anyway, Gavin does his thing. He had a phenomenal meet. I think it was his best performance ever. Yeah. And then Keiko pulls for the win. Keiko wins. He gets really emotional. It was the most viewed uh, post of the whole weekend on uh, King of the Lifts. Yeah, uh, well deserved. So it was awesome. I have like, if you uh, see me in I the have... crowd, dude, I'm like, I'm, I, you know, I, I really like Gavin as a lifter as well, and as a dude, I mean, he's a big cigar guy. That's obviously big for me. But like, <laughs> you could see me in the crowd when Ke- uh, Keiko was pulling. Like, it was an obvious bias there for me. I'm like, I'm just fucking shouting to get it up and uh, f- cheering like louder than anyone else. I think in the crowd uh, when he when he got it. So. I was I, and and to see him kind of you know get emotional after was one of the coolest things of the weekend. Actually, I'm going to say the coolest. I put it as my favorite moment of uh, Raw Nationals was watching him pull for the win. That's what it's about, man. I was it was it not uh, besides Ashton and Bryce was that like the closest match? Dude, the '93s was the greatest. It was one of the deepest. They, I think they surpassed '83s as far as it being deep from one to ten. But also, it was. I think what we were expecting the 83s to be where a potential dramatic pulling for the win situation. Um, yeah. And it was actually even know, better than anticipated. Cause... My brain would have exploded doing that back to back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That would have been, been awesome for you. But, yeah. um, and imagine if Ray Williams was there. That would have been like, we'll get it. We'll get, yeah, we'll get we'll it in a bit, but like that would have been like the trifecta of most insane pressure. Nah, I'm really exploding. Yeah. So <laughs> like, so like, um, so just watching, I think also with like just how it played out as far as the 93s go, cause we, I was definitely expecting Bork to be the guy. Um, I yeah. think the weight cut got to him just a little bit, just based on my understanding of things. Um, didn't have the meat that he expected. He actually dropped a fifth. So that was really surprising. Cause I thought it was Keiko Bork and I thought Bork, you know, based on how his lifts uh, were being projected to me, we had a little bit inside ear because Steve Denovi gets coached from his coach that it sounded like Borker was going to have himself a very good meet. But, um, you know, things didn't play out. But then you have the guy that, you know, we weren't really expecting to take that potential jump to, you know, four to one or three to one. And that, to me, like the 93s were just so good that day. And you had two guys yeah, on the podium um, in that and that in that weight I'm, class too. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, like I was aware of some of people sent me some of Gavin's squats um, coming in, and they just didn't look convincing to me. Uh, I thought his third squat was good, and I think he can hit depth. He just has to kind of commit 
Um, and I think I think his second was a little iffy, which is weird because it got three whites. And then that, I uh, that the platform, third... I will say, that platform was aside from one, they red lighted Justin Rogers' squat, and I was like, yeah, that was high. But you know, I think David Ricks gets a few white lights. Yeah, I saw. And I'm that. like, I I, I thought that. a few of his squats were high. Um, I guess he's deserved, you know, white lights being like 60 years old and squatting 700. I think at this point, Honestly, you just that's give him like, white lights. I don't know what you do in there. Like, do <laughs> you, you just give him white dude, lights at that point, right? I truly don't believe that they can hit that. There are some supers where I'm like, I, I'm just be honest. I yeah. don't think it's possible for your hip crease to get below so, the top of your knee. But yeah, um, but yeah, but with on that platform, I think they were being a little lenient on white lights. Me and Chance Mitchell talked about it with white lights uh, that they were being given, but. Willie, on, on that two-white-light squat, I actually did think he got deeper, but if you see a two-white-light squat on the platform and you have a chance to contest it, especially with your lifter being yeah. the direct competition, you have to challenge it. That's yeah, it's like, like uh, if, a play, if you see a play in, a, in, in the NFL, if, if you see a play that's like going to put your team in an awkward situation and you have to call it. And you, and you have like you a have timeout to. to spare too. Like even if I lose this timeout, we're good. Yeah, it's like it's it's fine. So you know, um, I mean, example, uh, other platform, one hundred fives. Ashton Rouska, second pull, got a two white lights. Matt Gary was out there so fast to challenge it. I don't even think he was yes, convinced. It's completely within your right as a coach to to contest that. And I actually learned something that I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know that if you're at IPF Worlds and if a lift is good two to one, you can actually like. I think you put, I'm not even joking, you put $100 down, yeah, and it stops the meet, and then everybody comes together, and they all decide if it was clean or not, and then if it's clean, you, you keep your money. If you're wrong, you put, you, so you put your money where your mouth is, yeah. and I think they did that because it deters countries from just fighting everything, fighting everything, fighting everything. Now, at Worlds, I've seen lifts flipped, but it was just the jury doing it on their own. Um, I, I've, I've seen it actually. Yeah, happened. they have Nori, right? against John Gruden. Yeah, it was literally, I remember I had the post written, Sean won, and then it was like, oh, snap, they flipped it. I've never seen anything like that before. But anyway, I didn't know that you had to put money up like that at Worlds and stuff. Um, I spoke to Johnny Graham. I spoke to the president of USAPL, and they just you did everything that was within your right yeah and, you no know, that's, that's perfectly that's that, coaching that's 101 in usapl um, if it even happened against me yes. like if you challenge if you if i had a two white lights lift and you did not challenge it's not hard feelings third, it's just, i would I be like, like the fuck are you doing joe are you getting soft on me you gotta challenge your shit man like <laughs> I, like this is like you're the you're, you're the guy like, i appreciate you, that i appreciate yeah that. like um, i i have no hard I, feelings there it's like you if i get a two white lights lift contest it man Hopefully this isn't used in a soundbite, like, in another meet. And it's like, and it happens. <laughs> and it's just like, man, be careful what <laughs> no, you look I mean, for, in retrospect, <laughs> In retrospect, um, I think, you know, in the moment people, they might get a little, like, heated. But maybe they look back and be like, hey, man, he was just doing his job. It is what it is. I would expect that from someone in my position. I should probably be fighting for my lifters. You know what I yeah, mean? So, of course. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, shout out to Gavin for, Gavin for his improvements. Uh, Keiko's going to come back better. He's going to gain a hell of weight. Cam, Cam came in. Uh, he hit his squats. Um, he also came in super light. I don't know what – my 93s are too small, man. They're just too small. I need them, <laughs> I need them bigger. I, I, I can't have them coming in light like this. It screws the squat. screws the bench. Um, Cam's got a good bench. I think he benched 496 or 501. Um 
squatted like 670 ish, 666, something like that. Um, and he ended up pulling, I think he pulled 733. Um, so he did really, really good. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm proud of him. Like he's another guy that he had just kind of been like low key, like training, not really on social media too much. Yeah, that was, that was a guy with Cam. That was one of the people that we were like, this guy, based on his gym total, can definitely make a run there for first. Then he yeah. stops posting, and we're like, well, that's that goes our journalistic uh, integrity. Like, <laughs> we have no fucking idea what's happening. Like, the same thing with yeah. Cayman Battle. Like, this guy can possibly... Same thing with Gruden. But, like, me and Steve were like, Gruden could get fifth or first. I have no idea what's going on in that guy's training. And, like, and we know Gruden's game. Same thing with Cam, but Cam's a little diff- different, where he's made tons of improvement in his training, and his gym total is building so much that I had super high confidence in him. Then he stops posting. I'm like, well, I can't honestly say, like, Delaney could stop posting, and I'll be like, Delaney's going to fucking kill it. Like, I know that for a fact. It's happened to me twice already. Like, he kicked my ass at the Arnold. He kicked my ass at this meet. Like, I know Delaney's good for it. I have no idea with Cam, like, what's going on. So, like, when he stopped posting, it was a question mark there. And I think I other lifters started to, you know, creep into my head as far as being better but then he got third i'm like yeah you know what i could have drew up this platform i would have assumed it was keiko uh bork and cam or flipped the two but it was keiko uh Gavin yeah and, and you and know cam. we gotta we gotta shout out uh marcus bob oh Justin dude that's Rogers, so sad so sad yeah it was cool seeing um, all those guys compete man it was Chance like Chance had a really good meet. Um, tried to pull, I believe, to, uh, I believe it was to match Cam. Yeah. Let me see. Let me look at. It. I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, pull ten to to match Cam. He would have won on body weight, I believe. Um, I think. I think. I think he would have won on body weight, but uh, actually, let me see. Uh, ninety-two forty-six. Chance was ninety-two seventy-one. No, so. Oh, he would have just straight up out totaled them by a two and a half. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was close, but yeah, shout out to Chance. I mean, I was looking at them like, you know, after Keiko was done, I was like, all right, we need to secure, you know, Cam as high as a placement as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he ended up, he ended up doing it. And I remember, uh, like I had the car to change Keiko's third. And I think Pete Spence was yelling at me like, like you need to hurry, you need to like hurry up and change it. And I'm like, I don't need to change it because it's my own lifter next. So I can <laughs> take my damn time. You know what I mean? Like I can take my time. I can let things play out. You know, I could survey the field. And that's one of the benefits of having a bunch of lifters in the same flight that are at the high level like that. It's like, I kind of control it a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't, I know what people are going to do. I know what I'm going to do. So, you know, I don't need to worry about like, Oh, like what if, would have chance suddenly changes his deadlift and now we have to, you know, we're for, forces us to do something. So, um, I think chance actually had the biggest deadlift of all the 93s. Uh, it looks like he did. Um, so that's dope. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, super close session. Those are the moments you live for. Those are the, um, you know, those are the fights that you want. I believe, uh, is Gavin a junior? I believe so. No. Is, is he not? Is he? I thought he was. Uh, born in 1998. Yeah. 1998. So either he's a junior or he's about to age out. And that yeah, is the IPF. He might. Yeah, close. Yeah. So, um, 
So it'll be good, man. I, I mean, right now it looks like it's going to be them two, and then if Cam can get his weight up and get his squad up a little bit, um, that'll be that'll be good. But you know, we'll see. I mean, it's a long game. Powerlifting is not just about training; it's about mentality, lifestyle, uh, like longevity, like injury prevention. There's a million things. Uh, Con uh, Bork is um, also very young, so we'll we'll see. Uh, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. I'm. I am, I'm just excited for the future. I think it's good that there's a lot of like depth and there's people to keep us on our toes. And because I'm not going to lie when I, you know, this was obviously a lot more stimulating matchup than um, like 83s were great till the very end. And then it's just like, oh, we just went. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, I, I, you know I feel yeah. So I like, I like the, I like the fight and I like the, you know, I like being pushed to that limit as a coach. Like, all right, I need to be on point. Um, Keiko did go nine for nine. I think he was the only one that went nine for nine. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, unless there is other... He's literally the only one that went nine for I literally scrolled. The, Keiko is the only 93 that went nine for nine. I think I can confidently say that. So for people that go say want to say stuff about nine for nines, I mean – yeah. When you put everything on the platform, it's going to put you in the best position to win. Did you go 9 for 9? No, 8 for 9. Missed my bench because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the smallest percentage uh, like, yeah. of your total damage. We, so we were, dude, it was, uh, yeah, we did the whole recap thing. I just talked to Joe about it for two hours, like, and that was the heaviest uh, conversation was our bench. Because, like, it's funny when you look at the top five guys. Because they watched this, like, cool little recap someone did. So they did, like, Rankings going in to I mean, bench, only, and then you look at like the top five guys, and you'll see me. It's like, oh shit! Like, dude, Angelo, please improve that so you actually have a chance here. You did if, good, man. You it's did embarrassingly good. bad compared to everyone else. I'm proud. Like for people that I don't coach, that I'm really proud proud of is like that I've been watching is like you and like Ashton. Um, we'll just roll right into the 105 since we're already here. Yeah, really quick. 105s one. Um, Mikey got injured as last meet. He put up like 2,000 billion pounds and he got hurt. And, you know, I was really devastated and it just sucks so much seeing him hurt. Um, he actually tore his adductor a little bit. Uh, the meet was six people in the flight. It was really hot. He cut weight, so it was hard for him to keep his weight on. And, you know, he his third squat was a grinder. It was a big PR, but it was still a grinder. And I think just the heat and everything of being rushed just kind of got to him. Yeah. Um, and he pulls a lot. He pulls yes, like he you know, obviously eight hundred plus. So when you're like opener and then then five minutes and then second attempt and then five minutes and then third, um, you know, it's just kind of like it's just kind of shitty when that when that happens that way. So he'll be back. Um, I was really excited for that, but it is what it is. Um, he had a good time and he's in good spirits. That being said, um, shout out to LS David Joseph Bryce Ashton. Um, Ashton has been one of those lifters that I've been watching for a really long time. And I'm just like, you have so much potential. It just breaks my heart when you don't get it done where it needs to get done. Um, and this time he was able to do it. Still took a Colossal jump from opening deadlift to second deadlift. <laughs> yep. Um, really good squats. Um, big bench jump, like my kind of bench jump, like huge bench jump. But he, he got it done. He got it yeah, done. He I'm did, really he proud did the of damn him. thing that day. So he did the damn thing. You know, he needs a shirt. 
that's got a gorilla on it that just says did the damn thing. Well, he's got the like, he's got the American flag and gorilla. He does have the wore. gorilla and the flag. Um, Shout out Aiden Raiders Ashton for making shirt. that. That is a very Ashton shirt. Shout out to to that. Um, also, shout to Bryce. I mean, you know, going against Ashton, man. What's crazy is like I'm looking at it. If Bryce jumps 17, that puts him over. I mean, Ashton did good. He put Bryce in a position where yeah, he, he closed the gap there on. I mean, that squat. I we talked about in the recap where like Ashton's squat is similar to Russ in my mind, where we see that squat and it kind of just like takes the soul out of the comp- competition. Yeah, like, when you like, see that early, it's like oh shit, oh. like. Fuck, like, please miss like, a it's like because it's over. It's nuts, you know. Yeah, and that's what happened. Like, I think that it has to play. Yeah, even though, it's, even it's, though Bryce is a really good mentality yeah. kind of guy, like it does affect you with the other lifts. Like, okay, I got to be perfect right now because I can't afford to miss a bench because here's uh, the, the thing. squat. If and he look, did. He missed a bench, yes, and it's kind of like you look at it. Yeah. The the thing is, I believe uh, after bench, um. I don't know if they were – I don't even think they were even after bench. And Ashton pulls more, so you just lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you know well, uh, like he if, missed, if Bryce misses third bench. If Bryce hits his last bench, then it's yeah. like – but then you're in a position there with such a big squat. If Ashton misses last squat, then it's Bryce's then if, it's Bryce's ball game. If Bryce makes his third bench, does that make – what does that make them? Uh, I have to do the math. I think that makes them – I think Ashton might still have the chip, but um, you know, Ash still has the advantage because I, I mean Bryce Lewis said it when he was on the show before, like during twenty nineteen Raw Nationals, he saw what Ashton was doing and he tried to block it all out because it's like the dude is stronger than me in the gym. Like it's it's very clear. Like his projected total I I can't beat. Um but he's such a professional and such a good competitor that he was able to it's like, oh, RK is missing lifts. Well, Bryce Lewis doesn't really miss lifts. So, you know, he can go 8 for 9, 9 for 9 if he wanted to. And he did that, and he won. And then, you know, Mike, Mikey D that, that year was able to, you know, kind of utilize yeah. that as well and kind of surpass Ash on top of that. So, like, it, that's that, that's what goes down. That's why I, 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 I'm – this was my first Raw Nationals experience as far as, like, being in the whole competition part of it. Um, and, like, Bryce Lewis is the type of guy who's got it figured out, you know. That's, like, mature – that's, like, the competition maturity. And – it's like um savviness, man, in football. Like there's some savvy yeah. veterans out there. Like, like you know, they don't have they don't have the uh, the speed that they once had. They don't have the lateral uh, movement that they once had. But they, they know can, the game. They know they know they what know. to do, man. Yeah. It's like Philip Rivers. Like two years could barely he like legit couldn't move. But he's like I know how to play <laughs> football well enough where I can I'm still good. Like I can win you a game. Uh-huh. I can make you get uh-huh. you to playoffs. Yeah. Um, so shout out to them, um, Bryce and Ashton, you know, improving over the, over the, you know, the COVID lockdown and everything, and then just kind of pulling away from the rest of the pack, um, which is interesting to see, you know, just kind of looking at all this, but, um, I mean, this was an interesting meet, man. A lot of people had to deal with a lot of things coming in, just adversities and things like that. They both out total Dennis, which is crazy to me. Yeah. That Dennis doesn't even make sense though. to me. Dennis had uh-huh. a real down meet. Yeah, Kurt I don't is back. Even know. Kurt is back on. Uh, I think he talked to me the day before. Um, I saw him at the hotel, um, and he, I think he was like he's battling some back stuff. But on his second squat, it was pretty clear that he uh, hurt something, and his opener was super low on deadlift. 
like super low. So it was just I think live info at the moment that Ashton would have placed second place in the super heavyweight class. (laughs) Taylor Atwood would have got fourth. Taylor would have got fourth. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, so real quickly, I just want to. The only thing I want to talk about 120s is Isaac had PR uh, squat, PR deadlift. We missed his opening squat. I went up 12 anyway because I believe in my guy and I know it was easy. And I'm not. Didn't agree with that call. We'll say that. I mean, I I mean, I'm bold, brother. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. No, I'm not. I'm saying I didn't agree with the judge's call. Oh, okay. Wasn't a fan of the red light from the center judge on that lift. Yes. So I. I know I know Isaac, and I know how his squats are. And when I see his squat and I see the reds, I'm like, I know his squat, and he can't do that any de- he can't do that any better. He can't do that any deeper. Yeah. So there's no point in me staying. Um, I'd rather give him. I rather believe in him. And I told him, I said, Hey, man, I believe in you. Let's let's do it. Let's. You know what do we come here for? You know what I mean? And he had a bad peck. He's had a bad peck for the last two meets, but we haven't really had the time to do it because the guy just likes to compete all the time. So um, we're going to run a regimen that is going to allow his peck to heal up. And we finally don't have anything that we need to be super strong for. Um, So we're going to give him that rest. Um, But how many, I just want to say like to train knowing you will not PR this lift. You may even get hurt again, but to come in every day and still train, and still do your best, and still get sixth. It's like, dude, I just want to point that out and say, Isaac, I'm really proud of you that you went through what you went through. You trained. You went through the mental turmoil. I had to call him on the phone, and I had to talk to this man, and I said, hey, brother, we're going to do the best we can. And and how many guys would pull out, right? Yeah, but I mean... I'm, I'm not saying it's macho, but it's pretty fucking macho to beat, brother. Dude, I mean, you know he's a dog. Like, Isaac is that dude. Like, he is game. Uh, if you meet him in Prettiest person... Sumo deadlift of any big man. Yeah, uh, very. Yeah, you know what? I don't think that gets talked about enough. Beautiful deadlift he has. Um, For a big man, that's an aesthetic deadlift for a large <laughs> humanoid. So <laughs> I'm proud of him, man. I just hope Isaac hears this and and just oh, he will. Like, big I listener of Two White Lights, the- Isaac. I went them in the gym. I know what he's going through. I see it, and then for him to just do it on the platform, it's just like. Man, I don't think people understand what it takes to, to show up and compete like you did. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. And um, there, he has so much potential. I'm super proud of him. And, uh, you know, shit, man. Um, he, fucking Isaac's the best. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Isaac's the man. I love Isaac. Uh, you know, again, another one of your athletes I'm just a big fan of. Um, uh, and, yeah, like you said, he's an absolute gamer. He had, you know, a big weight cut. But, dude, it doesn't really – affect his lifting like a big weight cut but everything looked pretty good i don't know if he's like cramping up in the back or anything he handles that shit well. oh yeah he does absurd cuts but he keeps all his gains um yeah he, he handles we, it Cleveland national he did the same thing and like he's i was worried i was scared i was scared of my boy isaac there because i was like oh shit big weight cut he's telling me how big of a weight cut it was i know how you know so like affect him. it's like i dude i can't tell that he took a big weight cut he fucking killed it I got to do an interview with him and just talk about, I want to know, like, the whole weight cut. Like, what was going through your mind? How much pain did you have to deal with? Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much that. Um, I'm going to take us right into the supers real quick. 
So Jesus coming off phenomenal training block uh, last meet, he ended up pulling 400 kg, but I believe he gained a little bit of weight. So that made uh, just his hands just got too muscly. I like to put it his hands are too muscly. So it's difficult for him to hold the bar. Um, and I, I, I brought it up in, in training, but I need to just like, I'm going to, isn't it, we're going to do everything in our power not to let it happen again. Um, well, let, let's talk about the good squat was phenomenal. 425 yes, kg squat. squat was beautiful. Suit, disgustingly good. I was watching his last warm up of 804. I thought he could have hit it for five. Um, it was, it was crazy bench. We actually sandbagged it hard. Um, because like everything was a PR and I was like, I mean, we'll jump. We'll jump seven and seven and just get uh, five fifty one. That's a huge bench. That's a great bench to have. Um, biggest bench of the supers. One of the biggest benches in the meet. So five fifty one bench um, blew that up. And then coming into deadlifts, we were, I, we knew it was coming because I lowered his opener from three sixty to three forty five. Let's just go ahead and win the meet. Get it locked in. Boom, lock that up. And then we jumped to three seventy. Um, I actually felt his opener. His shoulders were a little bit soft. Um, but he got it two to one. Like I was standing on the side and he was like kind of vertical. He wasn't like shoulders back. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah no, and I, I just told him, I just told him like, Hey, we got to get your shoulders back a little bit more. Make sure you lock your knees. And he did that. Um, but he put the bar down quickly. It was stupid easy. I actually think that Jesus's deadlift strength is unlimited. It just comes down to great grip. Like you said, yeah. man, Bell. it's like he could pull. It doesn't matter what it is. He could pull 900, but it's just, we got to hold it. It's, so. it's, it's, a, it's a super heavy kind of thing, you know? It's like it's it's a very difficult thing to it, – it's, it's actually the diff, most difficult way for that – or the lift for them because it's just so much – you have to lift around. You, you have a lot yeah. of body that gets in the way of it. And yeah. your hands like – it's actually the case of hands being too big for the bar at times where it can yeah. actually just – you can't get that good groove. Like I got my groove with deadlift because my like fingers are a little skinny. I could like – Mm-hmm. get get them in there and uh you know find find a fingertip uh grip that i need to to get that extra leverage they can't they can't really do that because it's like the figures are short and wide you know what yeah. i mean so um so he blows up 382 blows it up and then just ends up putting it down because his grip is slipping but he pulled 400 kg legit last meet and i think just and i had but everything that that needs to be improved on uh, we saw, like, I saw it coming, and I and I mentioned it. It just like I was, I maybe I didn't do it hard enough because we didn't stop it. Like, I in the very beginning when I met Jesus, the very very beginning, I would always compliment his deadlift, but I said if you get too big, um, we're gonna have problems with the bar being pushed out in front of you, and we're gonna have to grind through harder, um, and then your grip is gonna need to be absurd to be able to help you fight through that. Does that make sense? So. I knew it was coming. Um, he gained he gained weight slowly. He did actually have like some. He I th- believe he moved, um, and there was a little bit of life stress stress that he was dealing with that could have been a factor as to why he wasn't as refined on his eating. Um, but I sent him audio yesterday or the day before when I was at zoo, and I just told him I said, you know, we need to get that bar secured deep in your hand. We need to make that fist clamp down on it with your knuckles think of clamping on it with your knuckles use your thumb to hold your index and middle finger down and then every single rep i don't care if it's 500 pounds it's got to be fully locked out shoulders back you need to make that a habit so that you don't think and that is the only thing that you know is elite level technique right so 
we're going to hammer that. That is going to be our main thing coming forward. Cause I said, Hey man, if Ray shows up, um, we need to pull, we need to have a good pull. So now I'm assuming Ray's going to do better than he he's been doing. Um, and I'm just going to assume he's going to total something around 1100. Um, so we need to be able to pull that, which I believe has, this is totally capable of, um, if you add his squat, his bench, and then his last meet pull, you know, he's right there. So, um, he can do it. He's got the strength. We just got to refine that. And that's what, something we're working on. Uh, uh, I, when I found out that Ray couldn't make it because of COVID, I was, I was like, Oh man, that really sucks. Like, he, like win or lose. Like I was really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope he's okay. Uh, you know, Ray's a big guy and, you know, COVID affects everybody differently. And I just really, really hope that it doesn't like, there's no long-term effects and he doesn't lose like a, you know, a ton of weight and lose all his gains and just get super sick. So I'm actually going to hit up Matt Gary and ask him after this, how he's doing. Uh, Cause I'm genuinely curious, but, um, I, that being said, uh, Jesus did, did his thing. Like I said, it was very easy, low stress for us. We're just going out there doing our thing, having fun. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too stressful. Uh, we got some good practice, a little bit more experience. Um, I was happy for, I was happy to finally get him here, man. And a lot of doors have opened up for him. Um, I'm excited for the future. Um, and just watching his growth as a lifter and as a person, um, I'm very lucky and fortunate to work with these young guys and see them develop and see them grow and see the improvements and the, um, just just i'm just thankful man just all of it has just been just been great and um i think if we would have had if sean didn't get hurt and he hits all his lifts and comes down the deadlifts and then you know we had what happened with the 93s and then if ray shows up i think i explode i think i don't know if i have enough adrenaline for the week well dude well i was thinking like is you can answer this for me the scenario of Matt Gary and Ray Williams versus Joey Flex and Jesus Oliveras. Is that not like the showdown of all showdowns? Dude, I Dude, that's, I kept, you got I've like said, I'm like that's I got goosebumps. I mean, dude, I see Ray Williams as like this in the beginning when I first came into powerlifting, he was like this insane, unstoppable, incredible otherworldly just his numbers are just so out there god right yeah and, and he's just you always see ray and and then you think about powerlifting and he's just the the big dog he's the biggest strongest lifter like you know he's insane like he's like the poster guy of of like drug-free powerlifting um and the fact that i was able to work a guy up over the years to be able to say I am now in the conversation to go head up with him. Yeah. I don't have words. It's hard for me to put it into words. It's 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 like I, I have so much respect for them that there's absolutely zero animosity and I'm obviously we're gonna do our best and I'm just of happy course. to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm very thankful that you know, there's some matchups where like, yeah, man, I dominate the eighty threes, like I want to dominate the eighty threes, but for the supers and to just be there, I'm like I'm like, I know this is like, we're going into an away game yeah. and we're going to do our best. And like, I, I, I just, I'm just so happy and, and I'm confident in his use. I, you know, I know that, um, 
Jesus has it. He has the potential. We can do it, man. We can do it. So it's actually a lot less stress to be in this situation. Um, you know, with Russ and Keiko, everybody's coming for us. But when you're like yeah, in a Mikey the- scenario or when you're a Jesus going for race, it's like, hey, man, like shit, like if – if we win, oh my God, we win. But if we if we come close second, that's still amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a good and point. That, it's always it's always yeah. easier kind of be the underdog in that situation. Like yeah, so you know it's um, it's just an amazing thing, man. And I just like I came into powerlifting and I did it for fun, and then I just ended up being like, so I don't know, I've been being all right at it, and then <laughs> I just was able to just continue to build this team and get to this point and um i'm just excited for the future i have a lot of goals i still want to do i have an opportunity to walk away from worlds if it does happen um with four open world champions and i i said this to like two other people and i'm gonna say it here in front of all you guys i don't think there's anything in my professional career that i would want more than to make that happen. Like I need to allocate the resources into making that a reality. Um, There are some things that are completely out of my control. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with like COVID and guys that haven't gotten tests, having to quarantine, which sounds really shitty. And um, you know, what are you going to come there a week early? Are they going to put you in a room? Like, like, what is, what is this? You know what I mean? So um there's just a lot that's up in the air, but I really want to make that a reality. And just, I just, I'm just, I never, I don't get, I don't, I try not to get cocky, man. I'm confident, but I don't get, I'm not just like, oh, I'm the shit. Like, I'm just a guy that is is happy to be where he is and I'm going to continue to build on it. And I'm never going to, um, I know my worth and I think that gives me a sense of, like, I know I'm an asset wherever I decide to pu- push my lifters or compete or with this federation, other federation, whatever. And because I know that, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of, of um, you know, if we leave the IPF or anything like that, because I know wherever I choose. If I said I'm never going to another meet again, I'm just going to coach from a freaking box in <laughs> Hawaii or something and just never go outside. I know I would make it. I could still make a big impact and make a difference in people's lives and things like that. So. You know, I, um, it's just over the years, you know, when, like I said, I've, we've done it five times. You just start to like, ah, this, this is what I was thinking of at the beginning of the podcast, but I didn't say it, but I'm going to say it now. This one felt, um, like I did what I expected myself. I did, we did what we, I expected to do. So I didn't feel like I was happy, but I wasn't like, I feel like there's still one more, like there's one more big one that we need to bring home. There's still, there's two more. There's two more. We needed to get it done at Worlds. And then I need to take that team of four world champions and we're going to go into Sheffield and it's going to be the most insane production and arena and money thing you've ever seen in powerlifting. And you're just going to sit there and, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be like, I don't, I don't need, I can't even tell you. I'm stumbling right now. I can't even tell you, man, because I saw, I had the little sheet, like I was given the opportunity yeah. to get tickets for people. Um, so I saw the arena and I saw how many seats were already sold. I saw how many seats were already sold. 
And it's not, this is not a U.S. Open. This is not an Arnold. This is bigger. This is way bigger than that. This is, in, it was going to be like, think of a mini, like a UFC arena, but the, the back seats were not filled. You know what I mean? Like the very, very high seats. So it would just be like yeah. the circle of like the, you know, I don't know, like a thousand maybe in a circle. Um, and it was going to be just the most incredible thing. And just me seeing the venue and hearing what they had planned, I was like, these are the best lifters in the world competing here for a good amount of money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is money, right? This is, this is going to help some people. So, um, that's, that's like the, one of the ultimate goals. And then I, you know, if anything beyond that, who knows, well, oh, doors open, maybe ESPN notices us, maybe, um, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but anyway, we yeah. got one thing in front of us. We're going to try to get worlds happen. We've got to get everybody in line for that. Um, but yeah, this nationals, I just, so like, all right, cool. We did what we did. What I do, we got one. Um, but I just, I, I'm just very thankful. I'm happy to help people. Like I had some lifters tell me, Joey, this was the greatest experience of my life. Mm-hmm. I had some lifters tell me that. You know what I mean? And um, that's what it's about. That's what it's about, man. Like you feel alive in this sport. You feel there are some things that can happen in this sport that make you feel alive. And and I think. That's kind of why we do it. You know what I mean? When you're going out, Angelo, and you're pulling a big pull and everybody's lit for you, you're going to feel a thing. You feel a thing. Yeah. Right? You yeah, watch I always Kegel. say if you can bottle that high and keep it, that's like the best drug. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, like, it's, it's definitely better than any – like that last pull that you get. And really you know that because you, that, you actually have a come down effect. Like the adrenaline rush goes away yes. and then you're like, shit, all right, you know, we got to build back up to that point. But that's for like, me, that it's is like high. It's just, that's a dopamine high. It just doesn't stop. It's like now we're getting ready for Worlds, and then I got all these local meets between then that yeah. locally that I got oh, to as a coach, you then, do, Yeah, as a coach, you're always working, you know. Like that's that's a yeah. good thing. Well, you know then, what? Like, go ahead. If, like for um, because you said something interesting there as far as like, you know, the uh, the team that you had and like this year, you're, like you're waiting for one big one. But like what you were doing – uh, is you're creating other teams. You know what I mean? Like, because of this, because of what you do, people emulate of what you're trying to do. Like, and again, like I said, this is my first experience in Raw Nationals. But I was, like, kind of, like, geek geeking out a little bit because, like, I saw what you guys were doing with Flex. Like, you always had the matching shit on and it looked like you were in uniforms. I was like, it's fucking cool. Like, it feels like a team sport when you do that. And you created the culture where it is like a team sport. Then when Joe gave me the competition shirt, like, from his team of the, the newly formed Game Day Barbell, I was like, you know what, this is pretty fucking dope. Like, I haven't been on a team in a long time. Like, it's been a long day since my baseball and football days. Like, this feels cool, and you know what? We're co- competing with each other, and I think everyone is trying to create a culture similar to yours and a team similar to yours. So I think you are creating competition as you do this. And I'm psyched for it because I want to see this. I think I want to see the sport evolve in different ways because we're talking about like, you know, um, uh, money meets, pro meets. Uh, by the way, if you're talking about Sheffield, like you better listen to the next interview with the p- potentially being uh, some big developments over here in the USAPL. But oh, yeah, with, with some with some pro stuff, with some money stuff, with some really good ideas going on. So, uh, well, you know, uh, episode oh, dropping man. soon. We've been, we've been dangling a little bit, uh, with Sabre, but that's coming, but get back to my original uh-huh. point. The evolution of the team aspect is like, I think so reliant on 
just what you're doing right now. I know, you know, there was TSA and DeNovo initially. That was a little bit before I started getting into the USAPL. But now that I see it, it's like everyone is trying to get to this level to compete with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm certainly at that level. It's like I want to be part of the team that's like the next Joey Flex team, you know? And, like, that's cool. Like, that's what we need in the sport. Like, that's what we need. And, like, that's why it's good to have these kind of things where it's like, okay, we got we to, got like – you know, we win right now as individuals, but let's try to put our individual effort to beat this team. Like, let's do something for our coaches here. Let's do something yeah. for our team. And, and I, I felt and that. I, and I haven't felt that. Like, that was my first time. Like, I didn't I, – I'm like – I'm serious. I got geeked out getting, like, the, the, get, the game day barbell shirt. Like, I was like, shit, that's, that's fucking cool. Hey, man, that's – I played sports my whole life, and I just thought, that, like, you know – why can't this be here? Like yeah. powerlifting is like such an individual thing, but at the same time, it's different when you have like comrades and it make, it make, it makes me so happy when I have two guys that like, they never knew each other, but they're like, Oh dang, you were, you're flex. Oh, I'm flex too. And then they become friends. Dude, that's what, homies, I mean, that's, you know? that's exactly what happened again. But I like, I wanted to take a picture with all the game day barbell guys. Cause I'm like, you know, we yeah. were, we were out there. We were warm enough together the entire day. We were helping each other out, you know? And, uh, it's like, that's like, that's, like if you're if you're on the platform right now, he's like you're my boy, and I want you to do well. Yeah, um, really quickly, uh, let's not forget the girls. Well, I was about to say like you were giving me some perfect segues there. I was actually going to ask this early because you talked about like um, you know some of the like you know with like what you had to do with the guys on one hand, but then like with coaching Tina in that situation, and I don't really know like the ins and out of what you guys do, and coming back from an injury like. What was the goal going into that meet? Because it was she just wanted to go nine for nine and hit PRs. Yeah, was there was there? I mean, got she, second. She, she was like, she was telling me coming in. She was telling me coming in, if she PRs, she's gonna cry, because she had not had not you know she hadn't been able to PR. I don't even think she competed at fifty two for a really long time. She couldn't compete last year. Last year was just like so bad. Uh, the two years before, actually, she had to pull up that nationals last minute because of injury. Um, and then we had the whole COVID situation and we just had the, we had the mindset of like, Hey, you're going to train. You're just gonna, it was very low stress, you know, keep it as low stress as possible. Not don't kill her in training. Just, just because normally for her, she has to really push herself because she's smaller, but I was just like, I'm going to err on the side of safety. We're just going to keep everything nice and easy. I wanted to leave sessions and be like, really? That was it. Like, all right. Um, Super low stress coming in. She just wanted to hit nine lifts um, or, or, or get some PRs. And when you're consistent, which I'm always going to go with the consistent lifter, um, uh, she ended up hitting a PR squat. She hit a PR bench. Marissa ended up hurting her back. Um, there was another girl, uh, I forget her name. She got fourth or third. I think third. Jamie, Jamie she Fisher? has a good Jamie Fisher. I believe that's who you're talking about. Big bench. I think so. Yeah, big bench. Yep. Um, so, you know, I know that she'd be kind of around Tina's level, but Tina's a big deadlifter. And I knew that where deadlifts were, I was like, I was like, Tina pulls a lot. Like, you know, I'll just pull whatever we need to pull to win. Um, and she ended up, you know, securing second place. Marissa ends up getting hurt. Uh, she ends up losing to first by 10 kilos. But it's like, if you just show up, 
and you do your best and you make as many lists as you can and you don't worry so much about what other people are doing and you take what's in front of you, you never know, you know, you're going to put yourself in a position to do pretty damn well, like you did, right? Like Delaney did, like Cam did, like Tina did. You know what I mean? You surprise yeah. yourself. Um, you might not be perfect, but you're going to be good enough to beat somebody else's performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what do you say? Oh, she wants me to mention that coming into the meet. Yes. The, the disaster that we had to deal with, with Chloe, um, yeah. that Chloe's like Tina's life. Like, so if Chloe's not healthy, Tina's not healthy. Um, so we took her in because of like a leg thing, like just a physical thing. And they ended up putting her on medication and she had a bad reaction to the medication mm-hmm. and she was just not eating. And it was like all these horrible things, a lot of emotions. It was like sleepless night. We didn't sleep. We slept horrible coming into this. We slept horrible. Coming yeah. Into I don't this doubt that. Let's, yeah. That's, yeah. Chloe, that, Chloe was, yeah. That's a terrible thing. Yeah. Do you have animals? Yes. I <laughs> Just one. My boy, Apollo. Yeah, so if he's crying through the night, yeah, dude, no, fucking no, don't even. You don't even want to sleep. You're just devastated. So it's it's horrible. Like he cries, it's, and he's like just whining to me that he's that he's crying and it's about nothing. He just wants me to take him out of the cage for a little bit, and that's hard. And I take him out of the cage. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like that's that's easy enough. It's like if he whines to get out of the cage, I'm like, all right, well, I can't hear that for that long. (laughs) Like we were just up, but let's go. But anyway, you know, we were genuinely concerned for Chloe's really scary, but she ended up pulling through. Uh, Tina had her mom take care of her, um, and her mom did a really, really good job. When we came back, Chloe was so much better. We right. ended up finding out that she had, like, uh, something was wrong with her intestines because she's a, I think she's allergic to beef, which is weird. Um, so we changed her food, and we're going to try that. Um, and she's doing astronomically better Tina's in better spirits everything's a lot better we can't even believe how much better she is we're literally like like she was so not herself for so long and tina overcame all that tina has like a business like a real business like outside of lifting so that is like you know takes from her lifting and lifting is like i don't think she can put a million percent into lifting when she has like this other job you know what i mean that she always has to worry about um you know, and, but she ended up pulling through. And like you said, it was a comeback, man. She was injured. She was out. She was not even in the equation and she ended up getting second. So that, that is very special to me. And that is like when you can stay, stay with it through all the years and, you know, just come back and build back up. That's got to give you some kind of confidence in yourself and your preparation and your mindset and, and just overcoming everything that she did, cutting the weight, doing all the stuff, you know, showing up and getting second. So shout out to Tina. Um, I also want to say quick shout out to Haley Hunter. She got fifth place. She's a, a little baby teen coming up. Um, and then uh, Amanda, I want to talk about Amanda real quick. Amanda, obviously, like, I can't think of a girl in the world that could challenge Amanda. Maybe if Danny wants to move back up, but I don't think she would. Really? Um, in, in, the <laughs> world, even then, in the world scheme, I'm just thinking. I dude, don't know. Of any, I, I, I don't I'm know interviewing because I'm going to save my questions for actually Amanda Lawrence. She's coming on the yeah. show tomorrow. Um so I'm going to save my questions for her. And also really just going, circling back to Tina. Like I mentioned on the Two White Lights recap, like we're doing kind of awards, like breakout performers, um, you know, uh, most impressive most lift improved, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, but comeback, like performer, had her up there. And the only one I could think of was Chance Mitchell. Like those two, uh-huh. like coming back on the platform and then Tina finding a podium position. And also like just knowing that they weren't at 
2019 Raw Nationals and that two-year span to really come back, it's hard. And, you know, like, I think at that point, people forgot about Tina within the 52s. Same thing with Chance. Like, people forgot Chance in the 93s. And with their performance, like, okay, now we know. Like, they're they're back. Like, they're yeah. in the mix of things, too. So, want to circle back there. But with Amanda, like... It's incredible to me that she doesn't need to go five for nine and win best overall lifter. I mean, that is so ridiculous. Yeah, um, we actually coming into the meet, there was no one even remotely close to her. So all I and no offense to any of the other girls, but um, I was just like, okay, what do you need to be Heather? Yeah, that's and then I said, what do you need to be Heather? And can is there anything that Bonica can do that can beat you? Um, so. We, we decided that Heather was the only thing. Um, so we were doing the math and like, let me, ex- let me explain something. So uh, Amanda's last meet, we decided to switch to flats for that prep and her hip was a little bit tight, but she's like strong in flats, like very, very strong in flats. So she ended up squatting like 562, like a record, right? It's like some sort of American record, I think at that meet. Um, and then she, her bench improved dramatically and then she pulled a, a big deadlift. Uh, and then at Russ's gym, I remember she was visiting, she squatted 573 in flats, but I noticed her, she, after that, like her hips started to just degrade a bit. Um, and we had, so I had her do one day in heels, one day in flats to give it a break. And she was getting worked on on it and stuff like that. And she was doing good. Everything was good. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was an adherence thing. I don't know. Like sometimes she'll just get like new shoes and just like change them and like, I'm like, Amanda, we can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't change your shoes. So she did flats again. She did high bar in flats. I don't know if she forgot her flats or heels or what. But that, like, wrecked her. And then we were just dumbling over this hip thing. And she had to skip singles. And we missed volume and all this stuff. And um, so I knew coming into the meet that, like, I was like, 540 is probably the best I'm going to be able to ask for. Maybe a little bit less. And we ended up only squatting 529. Um, she said she hit the hole at 540 in her hips just, just like didn't give her anything like it just was bugging her so now we're like in a hole and i'm like i'm like all right are we still gonna be able to get best lifter so i did the math and i was like all right 286 bench 562 deadlift i told her if you get your bench we are literally we're just gonna go opener and then we're going for it like it's, it's 33 kilo 33 pounds you make that jump all the time let's just go for it she hits her opener. We send it. She gets it, and then uh, we scratch the third because we're done. Um, so yeah, I told her at this meet, you know, you win best lifter for worlds. We're gonna have to deal with Laya. We're gonna have to deal with other girls that are really, really strong if we want to win best lifter and yeah. Sheffield and things like that. So I, was- I told her we need to be healthy. We need your squat for that. So we need to get in the right footing now that can allow us to train hard without dealing with your hips. So I think I'm gonna switch it to a small heel, just a point five heel. Um, I know Nike came out with one, and I believe uh, Position has some. Hmm. So she did a session in them yesterday, and everything was good. So I think we're going to run with that. But she was able to – that's just so crazy how strong she is. Exa- yeah, only exa- hitting that many lifts. Exactly. You know I mean? like, As I'm saying, like bad hip, best over- – like it's not winning a weight class. It's winning best overall lifter, bad hip, not hitting your lifts that you want to hit. And yeah. still being the best female lifter there. And not in a weight class that yields good lift points. You know? Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's not it's not like usually lighter categories. It's there's a perfect balance yeah. there. 
like it's ridiculous. Like it's watching. But I, I I have all my questions. I kind of set for her. Like, how do you stay motivated? You know, like yeah, you win. Um, it was, Best it overall, was a like hard. that is not even to me. It's like not even. It doesn't make sense because I obviously have all the motivation in the world, yeah. right? And even Russ has all the motivation in the world. Atwood pulls it out from wherever to find. Mo- all I got to yeah. say on Two White Lights is, I don't know, I think Perkins could get, like, within 10 kilos of him. And he's like, no, fuck that. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And then he will go and just do what he did. Yeah. Like, so he, he's at a point where it's like, how, like, no one's even close. He wins by over 100 kilos. It's just insane. And then that's not, that's the, the best overall lifter she beats handily with a bad hip and all it's like where where can you pull motivation from yeah if she hits uh even if she squats like 550 like which we've done well many times so it's just we're we're gonna take the time to get her hip healthy and then you know we i think she's motivated by just the big meets the the world's the sheffield yeah that's what i mean that's that's best lifters it's like that's that's the next i believe she wants some money i'm not sure 2500 best overall lifter shout out to the usapl Hey man, that's what we need. More money. That's Let's what go. We need. Yeah, that's I saw what we need it. Attended the national board meeting and talked about that. Like we are trying to uh, trying if they do in fact leave the IPF, trying to incentivize reasons for lifters to stay. So that's an incentive. Yeah, money. That's it. That, that's a big incentive. Um, yes. So hopefully we get a decision on that soon because I don't like things being up in the air. Me but. That's a, that's a worry for me attending that board meeting. Um, the big worry is like if they if IPF is going to recognize um, the lifters, the American lifters. So that that to me is a, a bit worrisome, and it sounds like it's a deadlock. If they can't come to an agreement on the drug testing, um, looks like USAPL is going to stick with their guns based on what the tone was at that meeting. Yeah, I, I know that if it came down to that, we're going to do drug testing overstaying in the IPF. So, I mean, hopefully we get an answer soon. Um, you know, we got – Worlds is coming up. Maybe the decision gets delayed. Like, I don't they know. Did table, they but, did table the vote, and I, I thought that was a good move on them, to table the vote to, like, not decide that day that they were leaving the IPF because no matter what you say, and you know what, I'm, I'm a critic of the USAPL at times, um, but that's kind of why, like – I went to the board meeting. It's like, I can't be a critic if I don't hear these things. Dude, they, they're they not like me, who's like, I think the, 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 the opportunity of not being in the IPF is better for just like the professional development of the sport. They're not like me. They want to stay in the IPF. They just don't want to compromise the drug testing. That's good, right? Like that, Yeah, good it's a good thing. But it's like, it's like they, for me, like you're asking me, like a lot of people gave me the thing, like you just don't like the IPF. I'm like, yeah, factual. Uh, USAPL would rat they would still put up with the bad relationships. So we just the need to literally the part. become the UFC of lifting. That's what we need, dude. That's, that's what, what I'm need. talking about. I mean, Sabers coming on the podcast. The guy that does the uh, he came on the podcast. We were trying to find a good day to release it where people are like, because we didn't want to release it during the whole Raw Nationals thing because we just didn't want like that to get. Uh, any distractions of like the amazing competitions are going on. So like when there's a little uh-huh. bit of a lull, we're going to release it. Dude, I think there's a guy over here in the U S who can create or has the money and has the facilities and has all the, has all the, uh, all the, all the necessary things you need to be 
one, a commissioner of this type of thing, but two, just to promote a pro division in powerlifting. And what is, what is his background? You're going to have to listen to the podcast because, yeah. dude, uh, and he does all the talking, trust me. So we ask questions and he answers them in great detail. So uh, you hear very little from Steve and I and you hear most of most from him. But, yeah, he, like if I had to put my faith in something, it's him. But also what do pro divisions do? They sign international people. And I think possibly you can get – we can have our cake and eat it too. <laughs> I mean, some doors are opening up, and I hope that uh, I hope it all works out. We just at the end of the day, we just want to compete at a high level. I hope that I can take my team and our talents and push them to something that gives them more reward. Maybe you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, I think. Is there anything else you wanted to run through? Or no, man. This was good? this was excellent. I got my little. Uh, I also was. I was going to plan on saving the uh, the whole culture and the thing you created towards the end, but we got that because I thought. What you're talking about was a perfect segue to really talk about that. And I'm excited about it. And really, dude, it was, it was, it was an honor, um, competing alongside your guys. Like I said, uh, 2021 or 2019 was my first Raw Nationals, but let's face it. I was an outsider looking in, um, to the actual really good competitors. And it was cool just, uh, you know, sharing the warm up room with you, sharing the, uh, Sharing the dugout with all your guys, it was mm-hmm. it was fun, man. And also watching your lifters do work because you got Jesus, you got Isaac, you got Jonathan, you got Cam. Shout out Chicago, bringing home the bronze. Two of us, Chicago's proudest sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, you got a lot. I mean, you got Delaney, Delaney, like him and Sean are. You know, him him and Sean are like my two favorites in the eighty threes. Them and Jamar, like as far as conversing goes, I do a lot with all those guys. So. It was honor to see those guys uh, the work because they're they're some of my favorites and really like a lot of my best friends in powerlifting. Yeah, man. Um, thank you for having me on. Um, it's it was good to see you and uh, I think through this whole process I learned that um, just not to take things personal when people like make predictions um, against us. I can use it as a little chip on my shoulder and that's what keeps me a little bit more motivated. Is like you know not everyone in the world is going to always be like, you know, your team's going to win. And that's, that's good. That keeps us fighting. That keeps us hungry and relentless and all those things. And, um, you know, I think any, any competitor in any, anything, uh, whether it be real sports or powerlifting or coaching or whatever, I'm going to respect anyone that is truly passionate about it that puts everything into it that's why like i said i was genuinely happy for you i was genuinely happy for ashton um because i've watched you guys for quite some time and i've seen you guys come up and i know you guys can put something good together and um i, I would like to think that there were some people that thought no way in hell is angelo gonna beat me and I, look look at angelo look at it little little, little, little Anyway, it's all good fun. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's all about the experiences that you have and the things that you feel in the pursuit of improvement um, and the relationships you build. And I think, you know, all that's happening. And that's why I'm just like super grateful. Like I was sitting at the dinner table, like at that Denny's right before you walked in or the IHOP or whatever. And I was just looking at everyone. And I thought to myself, I was like, I was like, this is like my life's work. <laughs> like, this is like br- bringing these people together and like just doing this is like, 
um, I'm happy to, to be a part of it. And, you know, uh, you know, blessings to you and best of luck to you and game day barbell. And hopefully, you know, we'll see, man, it's going to be good. I, I just, like I said, um, we don't want people to fall off in time because the next nationals is like a million years away. So, yeah, you know, it starts. Same thing now, with the Arnold too. The Same thing with the Arnold. Like I keep on thinking the Arnold's like three months away because nationals always is in October. Yeah. And then like, I'm like Arnold, fuck. Arnold is more like fun though. It's like more of like yeah. a fun thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for it's sure. Like, but it's like, it's, it's like, um, I always, uh, I do the thing like nationals is the playoffs. Worlds is the World Series or Super Bowl, uh, whatever analogy you want to go. And, like, the Arnold's the All-Star game. Yeah, it's, like, it's more fun. It's chill. It's, like, not everybody's there. And, um, you know, it's for me, I can actually do it and, like, have fun. I, the Nationals, I didn't compete at this Nationals, and I don't regret it at all. You know what I mean? I'm, like, yeah. happy. I'm, like, hell yeah, man. I get to, I get to just do my thing. So, um you know, it is what it is. But anyway, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm happy that you were able to meet me and my brother and everybody. And Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Honor and, to meet uh, Big Body. Oh, man, Big Body's <laughs> ball of passion. He's the best. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, guys, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Till next time. Yeah. Sure, this won't be the last time Joey Flex graces us with his presence on Two White Lights. We'll see you guys next week. Like I said, lots of interviews coming up so be on the lookout for that peace what's going on boys and girls we have a terrific episode of two white lights for you today i had on the program making his return to the program coming off of an amazing 2021 raw nationals joey flex he and his team and his athletes had a very very good showing of 2021 raw nationals he has done it before i think it's like his fifth time running winning best team at raw nationals and it's great to have him on the program, especially after a meet like this, because he's involved in pretty much every single major storyline or any major battle that's happening within Raw Nationals because of how many athletes he coaches that are elite and who are at the top of the weight class. So it's almost like a recap because really almost every single weight class, he's got an athlete who's battling for a top spot. Uh, of course, talk about the 83s where he very nearly had a flex podium. Sorry, I ruined that for you. But we start with Russ, Delaney, John Gruden, then a 93s, possibly, actually, really the best battle of Raw Nationals with Keiko and Gavin. Interesting coaching dynamic there with that. Talk about the 105s a little bit because Mikey D wasn't able to compete at this meet due to injury. 120s with Isaac Whistler, the Super Heavies with Jesus Oliveras. Also, supporting Cass as well because he had another lifter in the 93s, Cam Smith who was able to podium and talk about his female lifters as well. Amanda Lawrence, best female lifter. Tina Tornado got second. So really interesting conversation with Joey. Every single time he comes on, we have a good time. And um, it's almost like our second recap, really, because he takes us in deep with the dynamic of coaching in this massive, massive meet and actually being the best. And there's no doubt about it right now that he has the best team. But before we get into that interview... Got to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leflarbros.com and get yourself some merchandise. They have the best merchandise in powerlifting. I see more and more people wearing Leflar Bros merchandise. And you know what? It's all different designs too. And I love that they have different designs and they stay fresh 
and they stay new, they keep up to date, and they make lifters look good outside the gym, inside the gym, and on the platform as well. I saw it at Raw Nationals, I see it at certain levels, and I even saw it at Daytona Beach, people walking around with Left Lar Bros merchandise. Use promo code 2 wl 15 to get yourself some Left Lar Bros merchandise with a little bit of money saved in your pocket as well. And make sure you're following them on Instagram because you will not be disappointed and you will stay up to date with whatever they drop. And I'm telling you, it's getting better and better. I guarantee it, every single time they have a drop is going to be better than their last one. And that is why I love Leflar Bros. Also, another reason why I love Leflar Bros, they have two white lights merchandise on LeflarBros.com as well. So if you use that promo code 2 15 for Leflar Bros merchandise, you better get yourself some two white lights merchandise as well because we got our designs as well that are really, really amazing. I love how they look. And I know we've gotten great feedback from them. So remember, 2WL15 for Leflar Bros merchandise and 2 White Lights merchandise only on LeflarBros.com. Also, go to Rivalist.net and get yourself some Rival Nutrition. The name might have changed, the logo might have changed, but they have the best supplements out there and informed choice supplements as well. They got that green check mark. That means no banned substances, and that is important for you for these USAPL listeners that we have. Don't want it to pop a drug test. Use promo code Angelo20 at checkout to save yourself some money on rivalous supplements. Use that promo code. Get yourself some informed choice pre-workout protein powders, branching amino acids, you name it. Rival Nutrition has got you covered. Also, make sure you are on lift.net. Get yourself some stoic gear. Use promo code Angelo10 to save yourself some money. Stoic gear is what I wear in the gym and on the platform, and the only reason why I wear it is because it is the best, and really, the knee sleeves on Stoic has probably gotten the best reviews I've ever seen from powerlifters. It provides the best support, but also it's affordable as well, and it could be more affordable if you use that promo code ANGELO10, and while you're at it, get the single and wrist wraps as well because I love them as I love. Those as well as the knee sleeves. So make sure you use that promo code ANGELO10 and get yourself some stoic gear on lift.net. Also, make sure you are on Notorious Lift Instagram page. Sign up for that newsletter and make sure you are keeping up to date with the drops. They are making more and more drops. That means you're going to have to be aware of those drops because remember, you can't go on Notorious Lift and buy whatever you want at all times. It doesn't work that way. If you see a colorway that you like. I apparently been saying color waves this entire time making me feel like an idiot, but color waves that you like, someone else is probably going to like it too and they are probably going to buy your size before you do if you are late. Remember to sign up for the newsletter, get on those drops quick and don't miss out on no slip drip, notorious lift slippers, best deadlift, deadlift slippers on the market, great performance, but also it makes you look good as well, and that's also important as well. Deion Sanders, look good, feel good, feel good, play good, and Notorious Lift is going to help you do that. And remember, of course, to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify as well, and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and leave a review. Those help Two White Lights a whole lot. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights.